Hello, Wednesday, March 10th. Let's have a day. Yeah. Woo. Good guest, good conversation. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, if by the end of the show you like it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, let's get to it, shall we? Yep, sounds good. There's a lot of things to talk about. There's college basketball games happening all damn day. We've been gambling since this morning. I mean, it is a great time to be a sports fan. With that being said, Masker Week does continue. Now that the official salary cap has been put into place at $182.5 million, down roughly $15.75 million from what last year's salary cap was. It is expected now that the teams know the number they have to get to. More players will be cut this week than anybody could expect. Diana Rossini said that last week, said it was going to be a massacre. Jay Glazer said that this morning. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened last night? After hours, Malcolm Butler was officially released from the Tennessee Titans in Massacre Week. Everybody's going to be trying to get below the salary cap. They're going to have to make big moves. There's going to be big names that are getting cut from teams that we could have never expected because money is the root of all decisions being made. Malcolm Butler gone. Quan Alexander traded from the San Francisco 49ers who play in Santa Clara and Phoenix, Arizona. Traded Quan Alexander, middle linebacker, to the New Orleans Saints. He got hurt a little bit, but he played well for them. $13 million against the salary cap is gone. No dead money. He is cut. The New Orleans Saints are making as many moves as they possibly can. Last week, they cut Thomas Morstead, their all-pro, pro bowl punter. They renegotiated their kicker's contract, who is one of the best kickers to ever kick in the NFL. And after the Quan Alexander release comes, Emmanuel Sanders has been released from the New Orleans Saints. That is the moves that have been made thus far last night into today. We assume there will be more this afternoon as the salary cap is now put into place and solidified. Franchise tag day has passed. Now it's time to figure out teams. COVID Cowboy at Tone Diggs is here, although you're gambling on a lot of college basketball games. we got to keep our eye on the wire today. There's... Anybody could get it on this particular yeah. day, Dix. Listen, while this is March Madness, there's still only one true king. And the NFL news outweighs the March Madness always and forever, especially this year when these really, really good players are going to be on the market just changing the landscape of the NFL. Yeah, there's going to be a seismic shift. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals owner said immediately getting off his own plane that he flew J.J. Watt to the team to sign for $32 million. He said there's going to be a seismic shift with the names that are going to be open. Now, there's a lot of cap space remaining for a lot of teams. A lot of teams are in a great spot right now, especially with rollover cap space from last year and the ability to save money maybe and not blow it anywhere. But there's a lot of teams that are in trouble a lot of teams in trouble right now at Ty Schmidt Green Bay Packers are not necessarily in the most comfortable position they're going to have to make some moves not necessarily going to be buyers in this whole thing but NFC championship team Green Bay Packers back-to-back years might look a little different next year yeah they are cash strapped for sure so you know I mean I can do the whole song and dance about these guys who I think I, I it would be awesome if you know the Packers would end up signing them they're not going to be able to do that with anybody and chances are they're probably going to have to get rid of one or two guys who maybe a lot of people didn't expect them to to get rid of so we'll one see. of the Smiths I believe yeah. uh, defensive end or linebacker Smith is one of them uh, yeah Zadarius Smith who the the one who's been to you know two straight pro, pro Bowls he said he wants to restructure wants to be a Packer for life so they might do something there and then Preston Smith on the other guys 
Uh, he's who they're talking about, either trading or cutting. Uh, shout out to Zadarius doing that, renegotiating, restructuring. But let's not be so sure that Gunta Kuntz is going to do the right thing with the money you're giving back. Ooh, so wow. think about that whenever you're yeah, renegotiating your deals. Different thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You, you have to think about that when you're like, okay, listen, I'll give you guys some money back. All right, cool. And then you go and just shit it out. It's like, all right, so we both got fucked here. Mm-hmm. You're wasting money. I lost money. How you doing that? But I like the fact that he wants to stick around. I assume there's going to be some contract announcement with Aaron, too. That seems to be what everybody's saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm intrigued to watch how that team turns out. A team that is sitting with a lot of money. Cleveland Browns got Mm. a bunch of money. The Indianapolis Colts have a bunch of money. I believe the Cardinals still somehow have moved a lot of J.J.'s money into future years. He's only making like $4.9 or $5 million. They have a lot of money. The New England Patriots have a lot of money. Hey. The team that disappeared that we all thought were potentially dead, they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, Connor, you have been talking a lot of shit about players that are potentially going back to New England. Yep. Do you feel as if the Patriots are going to come back? Or do you think these teams that maybe, if you listen to the seismic shift report from the Arizona Cardinals owner, do you think there's a chance for teams to come out of nowhere? In particular, a team that everybody has ruled dead, the New England Patriots. <laughs> and more so, Pat, absolutely. They do have a chance to come out of nowhere. But even if uh, – wouldn't it just make sense that the guy who never – pays anybody bill belichick flips the script this year and starts paying people well, well, because well. no one else can we went all in the last five years that's, <laughs> that's true we sold yeah. out we did what we could went to five or five afc championships three super bowls yada 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 four super bowls won three of them there it is sorry sometimes <laughs> i forget there's so many uh, but a hunter henry Manuel sanders gonna be able to get him on the cheap maybe i mean there's so many options out there now with and, the defense coming back that all held out yeah, or bring, opted out bring in hightower and there's still time to move some guys around to get even more cap so i mean things are looking up for new england you get bud debris up there in new england oh, oh man if we do that see you in the bowl boys kenny galladay oh, oh bring in kenny why not really good quarterback mm-hmm. yeah jimmy g potentially with cam <laughs> newton going out to san fran maybe Ooh, i mean I, I, jimmy's I, been paid there, there's so much that could potentially happen and i do know that you know whenever we played in the fiesta bowl Mm. When we played in the Fiesta Bowl, Bill Stewart, rest in peace, legend, was our interim head coach because Rich Rod had just accepted a job uh, at Michigan or whatever. So that means you can't coach in the game that you worked all year for because you accepted a job somewhere else. That's just kind of how the business goes. Mm-hmm. Didn't make sense to me then, really. Still doesn't at this point. I guess it would help recruiting, but everybody knows you're gone, so it doesn't really matter. It wasn't Rich's decision. This is like what coaches do or whatever. Uh, but Bill Stewart gave us uh, this one speech. It was I think we were practicing at a junior college outside of Phoenix a little bit, and then we moved in later in the week to kind of do our stuff in uh, the mountains out there. You know, He looks and he goes, you see those mountains? And we all look, and obviously we fucking see them. In the desert. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's real flat. He goes, those are superstitious mountains. Men used to go into those mountains thinking they were going to get gold, and they died in those mountains. They were told a false story. They were told a false narrative. They thought they were going to get broken off whenever they go into those mountains. What happened? They died. Let me tell you another thing about a little false narrative. Oklahoma told us that we ain't never going to be able to whatever that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these conversations we have are potential false narratives. Uh, maybe. You know, because Masker Week up until maybe, what, today? has been a bit of a dud. It has mm. been. But now that Jay Glazer's like, it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it will go down. But could you imagine if Bud Dupree goes and signs with New England? Emmanuel Sanders maybe goes back to Pittsburgh where he got this whole thing started. Kenny, Dolly, or Kenny Galladay goes to the Colts. There's going to be a lot of that potentially. This is what everybody's saying. Everybody's saying, like, hey, look for one-year rentals are potentially going to happen. Look for a lot of teams coming together, kind of super team-like. 
That has never happened in the NFL, really. Aside from, I guess, Tampa now and Kansas City, there's always been ring chasing. But the at the magnitude that everybody's talking about, including us, because we are just reading reports we're observing and reporting, it would be insane if some of these teams got one-year cheap deals out of players just to come try to get a ring and then go somewhere else. And if New England is one of those teams, it would be absolutely wild for everybody. Free agent market's wild, but even, I mean, Watson, Wilson, Derek Carr, there might be other quarterbacks yeah, but those, moving they, too. By the way, it feels like that's another superstition mountain where we're going yeah. in there thinking they're going to, they're not going to get moved. In mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, mountain. Russell Wilson, yeah, exactly. Yes. A superstition quarterback mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the Mount Rushmore. All right, right up there. But Russell Wilson going back into Seattle is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, with his teammates. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson having to go back into Houston Texans, it's not uncomfortable with his teammates mm-hmm. or his coaches, but it's a very uncomfortable in the entire building. I would almost say at this point, it's more uncomfortable early. Not that Russell Wilson couldn't get past it and his teammates wouldn't get past it because we're professionals and we've had a lot of success, blah, blah, blah. We got to do what we got to do if you're them. But I feel like Russell Wilson going back in that locker room is more, much more uncomfortable than Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson allegedly and Pete Carroll don't get along now. He's buried his teammate. Well, he hasn't. His team has buried oh, his teammates, mm-hmm, yeah. basically. He said four teams he'd rather play for. Okay, so that's, that's a little bit tougher conversation walking in the locker room, I think, than Deshaun Watson, who's like, I hate this fucking guy. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we we kind of do too. We're with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, the lineman under the bus too, I it, mean. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So will any, will any of these moves happen that we think are going to happen? I'm thinking maybe not, all right? I'm thinking maybe not. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm wishful. Please. Yeah. You know, for our show, for the sake <laughs> yeah. of our show, not for the teams, like, hey, Seattle Seahawks fans. I, I get a lot of tweets from Seattle Seahawks fans saying that, you know, I'm, we're mean to the Seahawks or whatever. And listen, I don't think we are at all. I, I think we're pretty fair on this entire thing. And we apologize for this. But if Russell Wilson was to move in the next couple of weeks oh. and that thing was deferred past June so that the that would be huge. Yeah. The cuts that we might have today over the next three hours might be huge. I mean, there might be some really big things. Or we might just sit here and twiddle our fucking thumbs for the next oh. week. That's what it feels now, like. Now that the cap's set, NASCAR week yeah. starts. Teams are about to chop some people you know, off the block. The interesting thing about the cap being set and um you know sometimes behind the ears it hurts the, the glasses. Uh, you, know, sure. yeah. well, you got the double with the wide break. But Sorry. you still want to have the blue ray protection. Yes, of right. course. Looking Smart. at screens still. All day, every day. Yeah. Smart. Man, that definitely distracted me there, but I'll put him back. <laughs> Half raise even. No, so the the salary cap going down or whatever, and then everybody's saying it's going to be big, and Jay Glazer reporting it's going to be big. Now we got people reporting what the salary caps are for each team, and we got conflicting reports from people. I don't think anybody knows exactly how many dollars and cents everybody has, but it's been pretty apparent who's fucked and who's not, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and So, like, the Saints are a massive part of Massacre Week because they got to get under quickly. Other teams that are over the cap via Doovie Kleiman at NFL underscore Doovie. The Rams are $29 million over. Eagles are $25 million over. Allegedly now. We don't know whose numbers Doovie's coming from because Andrew Brandt and Spotrack, the company, they disagreed on one particular team's number. So if they disagreed on one, do they disagree on more? And how many different fucking numbers do we got? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but Rams $29 million. Eagles 25, Bears 20, Chiefs 18, Falcons 11, Packers are $5 million over. Manageable. Giants are $5 million over. Vikings $1 million. And the Bucks are 400000 over. But they're already in conversations with Tom Brady. They said to restructure a contract, which I assume they will do and defer to later years in this entire thing. Because they did take away the differential in payment from one year to the next in the contract. It used to be a rule where you couldn't 
change a certain amount, a percentage of the contract. I think 25% or something like that. Now they said, hey, you can go ahead and change because of the world that we're in if you can make it all work down the line. Look for a lot of restructuring, smaller numbers, cutting and all that shit. But here we are just waiting. On Saints it. are down to 30, so they're now below or in a better situation than the Rams and Eagles. So 30 over? 30 over, yes. Yeah, see, that's still, I mean, that is so, that is much. so much money. Last year at 198, this year 182 and a half. Everybody shapes their contracts as if it's going up because, by the way, it is going up in every other asset except for the ticketing and concessions and everything like that. So all these contracts by these GMs and these salary cap managers that teams have and lead counsel negotiations, <laughs> it's all being set with the predictor model that's basically saying this shit's going up and up and up. So all the players hate back-end deals because you want to get your money up front. You don't want to get paid later because you don't know what's going to happen later and everything like that. Normally, the back-end deals can have a little bit more of a jump because they're predicting that the salary cap is going to go up. They're going to have more room to dance with. And when that salary cap doesn't do that, you got a lot of people who are their plan-ahead people. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We could not have. It's like, hey, force majeure, bro. (laughs) Uncle COVID came through and you are Dunzo with everything you got going on. Arizona Cardinals, can you put that list back up of the overall cap from Spotrack? Uh, Buda Baker will be joining us. And, uh, oh, here we go. The so, rollover? Yeah, yeah. This is total cap with rollover. Cleveland Browns, $212 million. Dallas Cowboys, $210 million still. What? Is this pre? No, because they haven't done the deal yet. So this is on franchise tag, which they, they have more money than probably because the franchise tag was $37 million. He's only like 31 or something next year against the Caps or saving like $6 million. What's up, Diggs? So while Dallas Cowboys do have $210 million for their cap, they have already spent $208 million of it, so they only have $2 million left. Okay, so oh. okay, so these aren't updated numbers. No, they are. That's like what that's what their, their cap number is. That's not how much cap space they have. Oh, uh, okay, okay. This is how much money they can spend Correct. next year. Mm. With the rollover from previous Correct. years not spending the cap money. Yeah. So if you save money from last year, for instance, Cleveland Browns, uh, you do some quick math. They saved like $30 million from last year, so they were able to roll it into this year to $212 million altogether. Yes. And the Browns have $25 million left in cap space. Jeez, there's some teams that can get real good real quick. Yeah, yeah and the Patriots have 55, I believe, left, but they're only listed at 205 on that list. So you're spending. So 205 is your cap. You have 55 still left. So although you get to play with an extra what 23 million or something yeah. like that, you have your two million under the cap at the current moment. Yeah, like the Patriots right now have only spent 135 million. They have 70 million left in cap space Ooh. to get to that 200, including the Trent Brown. Yes. Just, Do you know anything about your fucking team? Well, it said 66 yesterday. Then we did Trent Brown, so that you minus 11 from that 66. So I assumed it was 55. Yeah, that's good math, by the way. Thank yeah. you. I thought so, too. By the way, welcome home, Trent Brown, huh? Welcome home. Welcome home. It's good to have him back, man. That tattoo he has. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. The best. He's meant to be up there. I mean, come on. Yeah, I guess. All right. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll answer some phones. one eight 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 mad dog Gumpy's answering the lines. Uh, normally, Mitt and Gumpy, they answer the phones before the show starts. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same group of people calling at the same time. And I appreciate those people trying to get in there. So, But I get a lot of tweets from people telling me that they call in for hours on time and they can't get in. So we tried to, I tried today to adjust the time of Gumpy answering the phones. Maybe it's a different batch of people. No offense to the people that call in on a regular basis. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I am just tired of getting the tweets from people that are like, hey, I can never get through. Just trying to be fair and balanced. I just want to yep. be, hey, I just want to be a community. That's right. Mm-hmm. Fair I just want to be a community around here. Now, mm-hmm. we did learn yesterday that the phones stink. 
Yes, they that's did. right. Well, but then we had that one caller that said it was perfect. That was a delightful experience. I and then Mitt so. said he was going to speak honestly. Yeah. yeah. He had no idea. Had no idea. Nobody knew about the phone. He's having a vacation right now. Oh, I mean, yeah. he is. Did anybody enjoy their week off or will enjoy their week off more than what Mitt is doing right now? Not no a way. chance. No He's way. In central time, right? Yeah, 11, so it's 11 19. He's probably already had eight IPAs on the yeah. slopes. I mean, <laughs> probably on his second gallon he, I, of mimosas. Yeah, if he's yeah. still standing up, I'd be <laughs> shocked. I would, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> yeah. I'd be very surprised mm-hmm. with that as well. So yesterday, Dak Prescott got paid. Mm-hmm. Today, some players are getting cut. Mm-hmm. There's college basketball all day. Um, when's the draft? 55 50 days. days. 50. 50 days. 50 days until the NFL draft. I got a chance to, you know, reminisce about the 2019 Nashville draft mm-hmm. with uh, Kyle Brandt on this 10 questions thing. I did not. Now, this 10 questions show, I should have listened to more episodes. I listened to the clips. I didn't listen to full episodes. Mm-hmm. So the clips don't tell you the questions that are being asked mm-hmm. to get to those clips. And I think I had a pretty poor show. <laughs> They are trivia questions. They're tough questions, yeah. Trivia questions I got asked. Okay, who is the president? Ty, I told you the answer. Mm-hmm. I think I told everybody the answer. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, that. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I told mm-hmm. everybody. All right, I'll ask Diggs. I'll make you feel CT. better. Diggs, who is the president after Tricky Dick Nixon got caught up in Watergate? Who is the president that became president whenever he got stepped down or whatever? Eisenhower. Great guess. Bingo. Eisenhower. It's fucking Gerald <laughs> Ford, dude. Oh. I said Warren G. Harding. That's a great Good answer. guess. Great I would have said Lyndon B. You, Johnson. The fact that you knew that was a president, I mean, just pulling that out, that's, that's a good answer. Man, there was a couple questions. There, a lot of, like, pop culture questions in there. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I have. I have no idea. So the, the, the way we got to it, and, and this is not too much of a spoiler, I would appreciate it if you want to download this podcast, though. Mm-hmm. People at Spotify have no idea we exist. This is a Spotify exclusive. Mm. I think it was a good show, Kyle Brand. I'm a big fan of Kyle Brand. I think we had a yeah. good one. It'd be nice if they saw that thing potentially yodel a little bit because it is a good show. Oh, yeah. But uh, he he asked me to finish a lyric, and it was, I'm Mr. Brightside. And then it stopped, and he went on this whole thing about how that was the killer's big breakout song. Mm-hmm. Like, the killers had been around. It had kind of been a thing, and then Mr. Brightside kind of took him over the moon. Then he talked about how the draft he thought was that for me, and I was like, oh, it's really cool, and got a chance to talk about that story. They need to continue to do the draft in entertaining fashion. Yeah. They need to continue to. I'm not just saying because I had a blast up there. Reggie talking shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the David Akers moment where yeah. he's talking. Like, they have to continue to do that. I understand there are draft people that love the draft. Diggs is a guy that loves the draft. He will sit there and watch the draft day mm-hmm. three, day f- whatever, however yep. many days it is, he'll do it. I like that they're trying to make that thing as entertaining as possible. But if I'm a player, there's no chance in hell I'm going to that draft. Well, and they set it up perfectly for years where it's like Tennessee, you know, Colts are a rival. If they're doing it in Cleveland this year, like, why not wheel like Joey Porter out there and have Cleveland him talk shit to Brett the Kiesel. Yes, yeah. exactly. Get his ass out of the log cabin in yeah. the woods. Get the bus down here. Yeah. Jerome Start Heinz Ward. Oh, oh. Cleveland yeah. will throw stuff, though. Like Nashville, Nashville's but, like a feel-good party thing, you know what I mean? If they start getting like real heat up there and people start throwing stuff, <laughs> oh, even yeah. now we're talking. Yeah. Wait, so you throw stuff at Peasy, you you dig your own grave, okay, my friend? Well, yeah, well, I'm just saying. I, I think that's what he'll be attempting to try to do there. <laughs> I, I think that's what he would be trying to do. The thought of 
the thought of that draft having 250,000 people. Do you remember that was the number they were saying? Oh, yeah. They were saying there was 250,000 people. And me, me and Fox were looking around like, how the fuck do you count that? You know, like, how, <laughs> how did they? And they said, well, they and some, like, mathematist came in my Twitter mentions and was like, well, they take the space, and then they have a max capacity for if a human was in every single spot, and then they graphed it out for the amount of graphs and everything like that. I'm like, okay, did your math say 250,000? Because I feel like while I was speaking in front of those people, it wasn't night one, so I was not there night one or whatever. I mean, probably should have been, but I was, mm-hmm. you know, that's Roger Goodell's time. Mm-hmm. I was night two, I think. Was that night two or night three? So I think it was two. Night two. Night, night two. Night. So I was round. night two. It was definitely a large crowd. It was huge. But at 250,000 people would be... <laughs> did I perform a bigger audience than fucking DMX on that one video? <laughs> that's oh, what I was going to say. Where he comes out and it's like... It seems like an entire country is out there. bigger than Bono, dude. It is bigger than Bono. Way bigger than Bono. By the way, we got some stats on who has the largest live performance. You know, McCartney's up there like 175,000 or something like that. 275. No, 275? It could be 175. That's all. Live aid? I mean, I feel like it was 175. You might have been right. I'm not sure. No, no, you're right. But then Bono was at like four there, five, at like 100 and some thousand. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Roger Goodell did a 250,000-person set for yeah, four, four or five hours. hours. <laughs> that thing, this guy deserves a little bit more respect. Now, I will say, it did not feel like it was 250,000 people. Mm-hmm. Maybe 100,000, which is still a fucking enormous amount of people. Nice. That is such a better way to do the draft mm-hmm. than what they used to do. Oh, my God. In New York every year. No offense to New Yorkers. Love New Yorkers, obviously. Yeah. Big part of our country. But it got a little old whenever, okay, this Giants fan's going to do this. Yeah. This Jets fan's going to do this. Ah, sleeping in the theater. Yeah. You, you still get I mean? that stuff at the other places, which so it's fine. It was a good idea, though. I wonder what took so long. Why didn't they start touring that thing before, I wonder? You know? I assume once they did that national one, they're like, well, we got to do this every yeah. single year. Did they, they do it before there? Philadelphia, right? They moved it to Philly? There was a yeah. Dallas one. There Dallas, was a Philly Chicago, one. Chicago, right, was one of them? I think it's because, like, before the draft was just like for dudes who like love the draft like me but the the draft has grown now to like a spectacle it's like part of the season yeah but you have to grow to a spectacle right yeah. like it, it's like one of those i wonder when the nfl was like oh we can make money off of this too. oh we can make this well especially- oh, we could have a two hundred fifty thousand person live crowd <laughs> Let's just go. announcing college kids especially on day two and three where like they're the analysts like they still talk but like the picks are going in much quicker like you need to have something that is electrifying bro reminiscent about that night with Roger. Me and I didn't know Roger was there. Roger's there all the nights, by the way. He's in a little side. Uh, there's like a little side gimmick there. Where mm-hmm. you Some M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they, that's where they give you the card, right? And they tell you who was drafted. Now, what I forgot to talk about on that 10 questions thing, and it literally just came back to me, Chris Ballard texted me, 10 minutes before their pick, and yeah. he's like, we're trading the pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. We were so defeated. Oh, you motherfucker. You know? And then, uh, then like, a minute before, he was like, we got a good one. Don't worry about it or something. I'm like, okay, so I'm back in the game. All right, so I was just sitting back here for five hours. Yeah. Did not know if they were going to trade the pick or not, okay? So then I, I go out there, and it's, like, showtime or whatever. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a blast. And the first person you see when you get in this little side gimmick is Roger Goodell. He's just, mm-hmm. like, sitting there. And I'm like... Raj, what's up, dude? <laughs> dap up, full dap up, wow. full embrace as if it's a thing. He mocks what I'm wearing. 
you know, which is becoming a staple of my life here at this point. Mm-hmm. I had jeans on that were cuffed up. I had a cowboy button down that we bought day of yep. at Broadway because I had a T-shirt I was going to wear originally. And then I, I kind of got the feel of the room that I probably shouldn't have done that. Be as is. Yeah, be as if. Be as if. Yeah, be as if. Be as if, your own quote. You fucked that thing up. So so when I go in there, he daps me up. He like kind of does this thing. He's like, have fun out there. I'm like, you got it. Walking out there after I get the card, by the way, Okariki. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was, you know, the lady that was working back there, I think she's one of the head of like NFL content or whatever. She's the one that gives me the card. And on the top of it, it has it like, you know, phonetic sound. Sounded out. Okariki. I'm like, Okariki? They're like, yeah. I'm like, Okariki. Oh, my fucking God. Biggest day of this kid's life. Because I remember back to my draft day. Mel Kuyper just shit on me on television while I got drafted. You know what I mean? He's like, uh, this guy's going to be washing Vinatieri's shoes. For t- <laughs> He's going to be carrying Jeez. bags. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is my dream come true. Like, I thought I was going back to school here, pal. All right. So, like, we have a moment. So, last thing I want to do is fuck this guy's name. So, I literally, as I'm standing there, it's like a minute, two minutes. I'm like, oh, God. Ricky, oh my God, fucking, oh, Kariki, don't do it. And then I get on a stage in the picture of my face, because, you know, 250,000 people, it's deep. It's literally like a 20-yard by 30-yard picture of my face up there. And I look at it, I'm just like, oh my fucking, I should not be that large. Like, my face should never be that big. And then Shefty on the other side. Shefty, like, looks through, he, like, looks through the ESPN set and does, like, a full one of these. I'm like, thank you. And the only reason he was able to do that, because ESPN went to break, by the way. Oh. The story that doesn't get talked about is ESPN actually went to break for my pick. I'm on during their commercial. NFL Network was the only people that ran me, right? Rich Eisen, Charles Davis, who's going to be on mm-hmm. here. They put me over. They're laughing for the whole thing. ESPN decided not to. They're like, we're going mm-hmm. to a break here for this one. It's like, you sons of bitches. But the NFL Network got us, obviously. And that's all she wrote. But that's why everybody wonders why it went, oh, Kariki, is because that was the... That was the phonetic spell. That, <laughs> was the, that was the end of the thing, you know, the end of the entire little moment there. And I was so pumped. And I was like, now let's just get the motherfucker's name right. Okay, (laughs) let's just do it. And as soon as I hit it, I'm like, let's bring it back one more time. A little victory lap here. And let's get out. I had an absolute blast. I hope. Now, I know there's been people that have made it into something every time they've done it. But if you get a chance to do that, like, man, you should at least have a good time. I was so lucky they asked. By the way, people thought, Kyle Brandt said, the Colts asked you to do it. Nope, the NFL did. The Colts actually had Joe Wright's. Robert Matheson and orangutan. Oh, that's right. And then the NFL asked me to do it, and I was so thankful for that thing. It was really cool talking with Kyle Brandt, though. Ten questions. We went through it all. I mean, it was awesome. I remember being in the green room for that, and the green room was dead. That's where all the players are and stuff, because it's a long day. Just drinking beers back there. (laughs) Exactly. And then once you went up there, everyone lost it. That place got so loud. little energy back there. It It was was so Mm -hmm. funny. Shane Leckler, uh, he was supposed to be there to do that. I think the Texans did trade his pick. They did, yeah. They traded his pick. So he, he was just fucking hanging out he's like oh elbow just wasting a fucking day (laughs) he's awesome do you remember that bus ride over though i remember that was all those legends on there i think to was on there dante hall might have been on there yeah that Mm -hmm. one was awesome yeah it was everybody that made the made an announcement right night was basically on the bus yeah and we're just sitting in there and it's just like why am i on this bus (laughs) why am i on there well that was (laughs) i had that question immediately following why i was on (laughs) why am i on this foxy's on this bus what's that that was awesome and those player things are awesome and i'm glad they're coming back but what I will miss is Raj in his 1987 basement eating M&M's. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That maybe stole the show. Mm-hmm. It's where I watch NFL football. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even say the sport of football. No, no. NFL football right here. 
on this chair. Okay, we're moving it for the cameras and everything. It'll be over here. And these are my peanut M&Ms that I eat every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Saturdays if it calls for it during a worldwide pandemic. They are delicious. <laughs> and next time, by the way, he had the forethought, we need to eliminate some M&Ms. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we need to eliminate some M&Ms. He went through three of those fucking bins last year. Alpha yeah. change. He was unbelievable. He got more comfy as the night went on. That's my, hey, that's my commission. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You think Roger ever sees clips from this show? Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, after I did that draft announcement, I did not hear from Roger Goodell, by the way. At least maybe like a, hey, pretty good out there. Hey, man. That Appreciate it. But also he didn't send like a, hey, no. don't ever fucking say mm-hmm. the NFL's name again. Yeah. Like, which could have happened there. True. I wonder if he ever gets like a clip from our show that shows up on his, you know, because he's the boss at NFL Network. Mm-hmm. He runs NFL Network. He is the boss at NFL Network. I believe he's a part of all the media conversations. And then there's this show that happens, and then that thing. I wonder how Roger Goodell feels about us. I love you. Yeah. I mean, with the Mowing exception the of Why a couple not? of things you may have said about Al River, on which you have retracted since. Yes. I have retracted. Mm-hmm. Those need to be redacted from the minutes, please. Exactly. Outside of that, I mean, you're a pretty good spokesman for the league. I think so. I think so. Is it possible Raj texted Ballard like, hey, I just saw what your guy was wearing. You guys better trade that pick in the next, you know, 10 minutes or else <laughs> we're not walking out. him out there. <laughs> he didn't see it. He, th- this thing was huge. Huge. It was like it was like two piers big. Jeez. Yeah. Your people are just sitting in these tents. You had to walk a quarter mile <laughs> to get there to get to the stage. Wasn't yeah. it Drew Locke with like 30 of his boys there? Yeah, I think he was supposed to go in the first round. Uh-huh. Yeah. He ends up going the next night. All his boys, they were at the hotel we were at yeah. afterwards. They were having a good time. Great time. Yeah. yeah. Great time. I don't know if Drew Locke was with him. I don't think he was probably doing stuff if I had to guess. Yeah. Us now is the host of 10 Questions, which is a podcast uh, on Spotify, I believe. He's a host on Good Morning Football every single morning. Very, very thankful for this guy's existence in the sports world. He was on Real World at one point in his life. He was producing for Jim Rome for a long time. Now he's finally dominating the airwaves by himself in the sports world. We're lucky to have him, ladies and gentlemen, Cal Bray. Great to be here on the Warren G. Harding Show. Thank you, Mr. President, for having me. Okay, so somebody just tweeted me, actually, because we talked about that in the last hour, because nobody in here got it right either, by the way, just for future reference. So I have a a Harvard guy. I got accepted to Harvard guy here, Ty. Anytime I feel like I potentially have looked stupid, I call him immediately and I go, hey, should I have known this? And he goes, no, nobody would have known that. I'm like, okay, good news. But one of your questions was, who became president when Tricky Dick uh, got yeah. the Watergate thing and stepped down? Uh, obviously, I said Warren G. Harding. It was Gerald Ford. Somebody just tweeted me. He wasn't even vice president at the time. Yeah. What? No, it was out of left field. How was I supposed to know that, Kyle? <laughs> I mean, Kyle. it wasn't like I went to the 1830s, Pat. We didn't do Calvin Coolidge and all that stuff. This was like the 60s, all right? This is not that long ago Kyle, the show is awesome by the way thank you the show is awesome it's a great concept great idea you're a great host for it uh it's awesome i'm happy you're getting a chance to do it but he says you you lead off right and they're like hey brett Favre got a seven all right alex smith got a nine Jeez. like these things so i get fucking question one and i'm like oh no like i i was actually thinking is somebody am i gonna goose egg this thing Kyle yep. helped me a little bit. Richie helped me a little bit, which is the producer. But that show is awesome, Kyle. It's a great, Thanks, dude. great Pat, concept. Can we talk about what question one was? Because here's oh, yeah. the deal. Like, when I make the questions, 
I want it's like you script your first ten plays. First and ten, the first play of the game, I want just a nice, easy completion in the flat. You know, a little six, seven yard gain. Let's get the confidence up. So, guys, I'm going to read the question. All right. Oh, they Bear know. in mind that the question, <laughs> the point of it is always to get to some connective tissue to something about Pat. Yeah. Here's the question: the category is nursery rhymes. Pat knew nothing of this. Here we go. Well, little Jack Horner sat in a corner uh-huh. and pulled what out of a pie? Anybody know? With his thumb, you were supposed to add in there. You fucked up your own question. No, I helped you with the thumb, Pat. That was I was cheating the attorneys. I wasn't even supposed to say thumb. <laughs> Stuck in a thumb and pulled out what? You guys don't know this? No, they know because I've told them this answer. But my answer to you makes sense because it does tie to me. I said an apple, okay? Yeah, yeah. This, sure. This Jack Horner song, bitch, he went in there and pulled out an entire apple because there's a clip from Thanksgiving a couple years ago where I say, like, I like apple pie, by the way. I like yeah. apple pie. And I thought you were yeah. going to get into that entire thing so i think i was kind of in my own head too with yes. what you were potentially asking about now uh, it was not easy i'm not a trivia guy you came out and hit me i mean i would know nothing about what nursery, nursery rhymes, rhymes that is oh, mm-hmm. come, no all right do you know on. anything about beer pat because oh, the beer category the beer. <laughs> now listen, you're trying to talk to pat mcafee about what things are going on in the world with society <laughs> what we're all dealing with look at this question guys listen to this one pat whiffed on this it was a pick six going the other way here we go in 2020 okay what mexican beer brand <laughs> took a 170 million dollar loss in china she got 2020 Mexican beer, loss, and China. Okay. What do you think I'm trying to talk to him about? Okay, so. Modelo. Listen. Modelo. 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 Modelo's been Modelo. getting in the advertising Probably. game. You Tecate. Know what I mean? Tecate beer. Yeah, I thought, I thought Corona, okay? I was like, ah. I don't know how it does internationally. I, I feel like so. I even said I was like, "Hey, you get a Corona, you actually put some uh, limon in yeah, there. Yeah. It actually tastes like fruity pebbles." And then I just I threw it away. Like as soon as I said it, I just threw it away. And Kyle comes back and he's like, "Pat, 2020, which Mexican uh, Corona? Yeah, thank you. He, he basically, you gave me a point there. Richie gave me one earlier. I did. You're a great. Pat, you're running through. You're like, well. Dos Equis, uh, Tecate, Modelo, and every Mexican beer on the market. And then I'm like, of course, it's Corona. What do you think about COVID, dude? Oh, my God. It was, you cared yeah. so much, which yeah. is why you were such a good contestant. Well, you cared. I thank you for having me on. We watch Good Morning Football every single day. Oh, yeah. you, help, you help us out a lot. That show's incredible. Right now, during something like Massacre Week, uh, wow. which is being projected by the insiders. Diana Rossini uh, said that last week. Uh, Rappaport has said that for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Today, Jay Glazer confirmed it. Yeah. It, it, oh. There are a lot of cuts coming. With your positivity of your show, how will you guys cover this type of thing on the NFL's channel, if that's going to be – how will you cover it, you think? It's a great question. See, I would love to come out every five minutes and have a little Grim Reaper guy with a scythe and a hood. That's fun. I like that stuff. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, we can't do that. Well, we, um, oh no. our, my guy who sits uh, across the table from me, P. Schrags, Peter Schrager, he tried to call it even worse than Matt. I don't know if this is worse. You tell me. Which is worse, Massacre Week? Or bloodbath week because he was calling it bloodbath. Well, I think bloodbath YouTube would let you have that in your title. We could not title a video MetLife uh-huh. Massacre. Uh, oh no! 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 Oh no!
that continues. Oh, no. Oh. Here we go. Wide receiver Ooh. John Brown announced on Instagram Brown. that he's been released, saving Buffalo nearly $8 million against the cap. Dealt with some injuries this past season, but still a productive player. Became expendable in Buffalo. Wow. That's via my sports update. John Brown now follows Emmanuel Sanders, Quan Alexander, Malcolm Butler, Thomas Morstead. Mm. Kyle, how is this going to play out in the NFL? Are teams going to make massive moves? Are players going to all go to one place? How do you see this all play, uh, panning out? It's terrible. Like, the, the John Brown's a perfect example. John Brown is the middle class. It, Stephon Diggs, those guys aren't going anywhere. The entry-level guys making 900 grand aren't going anywhere. It's, it's, it's that middle-class guy who's carving out an awesome living. He's sort of a veteran, makes 5 mil, 6 mil, 11 mil. Poof, gone. And uh, especially with the Bills, look, they got champagne problems now. They're a title team now, Pat. <laughs> they got to go to a Super Bowl next year. It's a complete disappointment. So sorry, Smokey Brown, poof, you joined the club, middle class. It's interesting because you start looking at these contracts. A lot of these names were projected by other outlets last week because you just look directly at the contracts and it's like, okay, who's a big number that maybe didn't have their greatest season they've ever had last season? They're probably going to be gone. Now that it's at $182.5 million, mm-hmm. the salary cap, do you guys get do you guys at NFL Network get that information before everybody else? Because you should. Isn't that something that Good Morning Football? Yeah. You guys should have mm-hmm. that information before everybody else. Is that something that happens over there? Are you guys tipped off to anything that could potentially happen? Well, the the czar of the information, as far as we're concerned, is the rap sheet. It's your boy Rap Sheet. <laughs> he lives up the street from me here up in New York, and he's the guy. So we'll like it's like Pat, we'll be in the middle of you know, some nonsense off season segment that we just made up about, you know, <laughs> oh what what Stranger Things character would Baker Mayfield be? Just nonsense. Okay, hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Before you get yeah. to that, why do those happen? And whose ideas okay. are those? How do those come to be? Because we actually have a segment on the show called mm-hmm. Questions from Other Sports Shows. Mm-hmm. And a couple of your guys' lower thirds did make an appearance in the incredible ability to tie something to the football world is almost a talent that you guys have at this point. How do you do it? Whose ideas are those? And are those the ones you guys get really pumped up on because you can really expand the thoughts on? Yeah, it's so fun. I, I love those ones, Pat, because people always ask me, they'll be like, hey, good morning football. I watch you guys. Hey, I always wonder, like, what do you do when the season's over? What do you guys do? And we're like, dude, we have a show for six months. We're doing OTAs and workouts. And we'll do an entire hour on quarterback hand size. Like we are in the desert looking for the oasis. And so if something pops like uh, Stranger Things or it's this freaking Meghan Markle or something, like we will make a segment out of it and compare it to the NFL. Like that's, and I love that stuff. So we have a great staff uh, as you guys, as you do, like young creative people who are always throwing out those ideas. And then like Peter's great with ideas. Like I try to come up with a bunch of stuff. And then, like, we just party, dude. It's in the off season. The stakes are low. We didn't exactly play the divisional round last night. So you just let it rip. And that's what we do. Are you guys allowed to talk about, like, if you don't tie it to the NFL, is there something said about that? Because it's interesting because you, you guys do have this ability to tie everything to football in the NFL. For us, obviously, we are an NFL show. But, hey. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk about the world sports yeah. soccer. That's right. Okay, we'll get into that hockey a little bit. Oh, yeah. We got baseball insiders all the time. We're on the corner. Look, aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Exactly. <laughs> aliens. I mean, we mm-hmm. we put an 11-on-11 team with aliens That's at one right. point. <laughs> yeah. What do you – do you guys have – like, yeah. do, is there people that come and tell you what you can, what you can't talk about, and who would that person be? It, it would be anybody from, like, Brian Rolop at the NFL to Roger Goodell to the guy who runs the network. But, Pat – 
we're we're a, we're over a thousand episodes in of letting us be us, like, and that's what they decided to do in 2016. We could easily bring in your your insider, your expert, your ex player, and your anchor, and we can talk about you know what is Kenny Galladay going to get in free agency, and that stuff's all great. But in 2016, the NFL, God bless him, said, you know what? Screw it. Let's try something different. Let's bring in an outside producer, do a show in New York, and have me. Like I, I went on the show. I'm in the same. I played running back in college. I'm in the same network with Marshall Falk and Ladanian Thomas, like legends. They hired me to do that stuff. So Pat, they don't have have us on a short leash. They let us do what we want. And believe me, we went big on aliens too. Baker Mayfield <laughs> tweets about aliens. There's six hours of content. For us. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming up. Oh no! No! Oh, no! Bloodbath out here, Drake's Kyle. We go to the internet. Doovy Climate at NFL underscore Doovy Climate is reporting in addition to speedy wide receiver John Brown, the Bills also cut defensive lineman Quentin Jefferson. Oh, no. What in the streets? Champagne problems, Kyle. Champagne problems. Got to make moves. You got to get under the cap. You probably got other people you need to re-sign. When when you win, they say there's enough to go around. And they're talking about money. That doesn't always mean from your organization. That means potentially from 31 other ones. Diggs, what do you got? Looks about like $6.5 million in cap savings on that one. That's big. Middle class every time. Five to 12. That is the number. It is the middle class just getting beheaded. We're at the French Revolution again, and now we got bills. Dove Kleinman's tweeting about it. They're falling out of the woodwork now. <laughs> that, that, that Grim Reaper pad is going to get a workout. It's its own combine today. Well, Doovy, by the way, and, and uh, the, the, the Grim Reaper is... Doovy? He tweeted me and said that's my name. His yeah. name is Doovy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. All right. I didn't either, by the way, Kyle. And he he actually spelled it D-O-V. And I was like, is that Dovey? And then he had to correct it. No, Doovy. Okay. So I think it's Doovy. Because I follow him too. D-O-Doovy? All right. Doovy. Hey, what? Sorry, Doovy. Whoa, why don't you care about the people? Middle class, this guy. Going back for the middle class. He's like, hey, Doovy, Wow. No, but I had the same exact situation you had, and I followed him yeah, for a course. while before I learned that, that entire thing. Um, man, sorry about that, Quentin, man. Yeah, yeah. Great That's run up there, That's electric. Um, I mean, that he is running like – He's running wind sprints right now. That, oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that Grim Reaper. That yeah, thing. three cones. Right? Yeah. Uh, when you hey, work- Pat. Yeah, Bob. Can I ask you something? Sure. You haven't Buddha Baker on the show today? Well, he's supposed to be on. He blows oh. off. And off. Yeah. Oh, what? He flaked? Huh? He flaked? He's not there? He was working he out. Go? He was trying to He was trying to make more money. He was working out. He'll be back on tomorrow or the next day. But, yeah, we did not have him on. Why? What do you got? You got something about Buddha? Well, I was just interested. I love your approach. Like, were you going to sit here? Would you ask him to rehash the DK Metcalf story again? Or would you have your own spin on it? No, I, I did that one time, though. And, and the way I got to it, <laughs> yeah. the way I got to it was uh, I got to ask. That was it. And then it was like a quiet and then he kind of started laughing and got right mm-hmm. into it. And then he talked about the whole thing. So I, w- I would talk about it. It's just whatever possible. Like, for instance, for you, what was just about to pop yeah. in my head was you worked for Rome 
for a long yeah. time. Whenever the show was Ty's favorite show oh, yeah. that he would listen to or watch. So I've gotten a chance to learn a lot about Rome as I'm in this world now. The Daily yeah. Grind radio TV. You're in it now again. You're at the real world. Were you just you did you always know sports was gonna be your thing? Did you want to be an actor? Like how did because you've had a lot of success in the daily sports. Rome was awesome, yeah. still is, but when you were there, incredible. Good morning football is great. But you did like were you ever gonna be an actor and then you just got into sports or was that always the end game? And how did you get here? Yeah, I always wanted to be an actor. Like when I was in high school and college, like Pat, when I was in college, Thespian. I was the guy mm -hmm. who was playing football. And then I was also doing plays. Nice. And that was like, nice. that was, what was not that umbrella really like one? celebrated. What was that umbrella raincoat one? There's a raincoat. Did you? Singing in the rain? No, there's a. Uh, Mary Poppins? Charlie in the yellow raincoat or so. Our high oh, school. Oh, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. There it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Our high school did that. Yeah, I had a friend that was in that. You were doing that type of thing? Donny Osmond. Yeah, it wasn't musical yeah. theater. It was like, okay. I wanted to be Pat. Like, if you look at all those guys, like the um, Chris Evans, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, all these like Captain America, Thor types, like I was sure that was going to be me. Like, cause it was just, Should've as been. soon as I knew I didn't have the ability to play Absolutely. pro football, I was like, I'm going to be an actor. And then I, the real world fell into my lap and I'm doing that nonsense when I got out of college and then I'm on Days of Our Lives. So like, I wanted to do all that. And then like a lot of like failed soap actors, I didn't become Matt Damon or Denzel. Oh. And thank God I had sports. I fell back. It was like my plan B. This is what this is. Well, I think you should have been Captain America at some point. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know they rotate him out. Don't, hey, you look maybe better than you've ever looked right now though, right? I mean, Thanks, you're dude. all, you're all fucked. You, Pat, I'm doing the stuff that everybody hates. I'm doing the, the, the front squats. I'm oh, lunging. Oh, wow. All wow, in. You're doing, you're doing a problem. Yes, all up in the front. Go horizontal. Mm -hmm. Look up. I, I'm not, for 20 years. I did push-ups and bicep curls. Now I'm doing the terrible stuff. And you know what? It works. Doesn't yeah. that feel good right now, Pat? No, no, it hurt. I'm really tired. I, I went boxing last night through 751 fights or punches in one fight last night. What? Yeah, I saw you swinging the six iron too. That looks good. Thank you. Uh, the Buttery. Swing, the swing <laughs> is getting there, but you just decided to amplify the working out. You're not dieting differently. Football season, no. we all put on 30 pounds. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. in you through football season, you went the opposite direction. You're not dieting, doing anything differently? No, I'm totally dieting differently. I, I, you know what it was, Pat? I, I saw it coming. Every football season, like if you see me at Super Bowl, I'm so heavy. Like oh, I yeah. put on the 30 pounds because it's just too much stress. This year in September, I was like, Enough of that, man. Like, I, I'm getting winded walking up the stairs with my kids. Like, I'm, I'm going to do these things differently. So I started eating, like, crazy, like, tons of fish and all protein powder left and right. And I just – I dropped 30 pounds, man. I look great hey, at the time. <laughs> you do – hey, you do look yeah. good. Yeah. Hey. Thanks. It's, hey, it comes at, back. Hey, look at you, big handsome yeah. son. Yeah. Look at this handsome yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Got a great shirt on. It's a great shirt. I wore my shirt for you, Pat. This is um, – I had this made for the NFC title game, and I wore it on Good Morning Football. This is uh, these two guys who faced off uh, Bucks versus Packers. Yeah. This guy looks like uh, Jim from The Office, and this guy looks like Ron Jeremy. Back in the day. <laughs> so I wore the shirt on TV. By the way, potential similar numbers for that mustache man over there is Ron Jeremy. Yeah. But the, the fact that those two guys, by the way, are both incredible on social media and the two goats, I mean, it's... That's good for the league. Mm -hmm. awesome. That's good. That's a great shirt there, Kyle. We uh, talked about him the other night, Pat. I thought you was cool what you said about Rodgers. Because I know we were going to talk about Rodgers. But I asked you straight up, like, who was the most surprising interview that you've had on the show? And you said Rodgers. Why would you say him? Well, I said Rodgers, uh, like I told you, because every week, 
had no idea what the conversation was going to go to. And it just went to different places, it felt like, every single week. I mean, we're talking aliens. We're talking documentaries. We're talking him dissecting plays. For me, that was just the most. And it's obviously because, you know, of how many conversations we had. But that was always the surprising one. And also, Kyle, I would assume after thousands of episodes at this point with Good Morning Football, you forget a lot of episodes. Like, Like, whenever you ask me that question... I was like, man, who is somebody? And the first person that came to my mind, I was like, well, it's Aaron, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it is. I feel like I left a couple of people out in that answer. Yeah. But it's real. Whenever you have so many cool conversations with people, it's hard to like kind of judge them. But Aaron was just fucking awesome. Ty, what do you have? Kyle, speaking of uh, your, you know, transforming your body and kind of turning things around, yeah. I think the last time you came on, I asked if you were ever going to do like the real world challenge. Uh, and now mm-hmm. that you are yoked up, is mm-hmm. there a chance that we're going to see you yes. beat either C? or Johnny Banana's ass at some point. How about it? Let's fucking go, dude. What are we doing? That's a fair question, man. Because I'll tell you why. My my no answer to that for the last 20 years has always been like, I see these shows. It's it's these bros and bandanas just peeking on HGH, sucker punching each other and, yeah. and triple kissing on night vision cams. That's yeah. not for me. But now if I were to go in there and wreck shop and like backpack somebody like CT did, <laughs> that might be a cool moment for me, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for the league. Hey, that's yeah. good for the yeah. NFL. Yeah. That's good for football. That's good for everybody if you get in there, especially got kids now. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're mm-hmm. going in there. Yep. Backpacking, tackling folks, running people over. They do yeah. like Oklahoma drills every night. Oh, on yeah. Show. Yes. Oh, yeah. People are just like, hey, listen, we did reality television and we will continue to do reality television no matter what you do to us. Yeah. Okay, so if we line you up directly across from each other and just have you run into each other, you'll do that? Absolutely. Sounds good. That mm. is an incredible recipe for success. You need to get in there. Need We yeah. need you. It's like no, no, Oh, jeez. What did you do? You need to move your mic. Your mic. Oh, damn it. This is an amateur hour. Oh. Oh, there it is. Oh. Sound any better? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Pat. Thank hey, you, dude. Did our podcast ever get uploaded? Yes. Finally. They, they took their sweet time, didn't they? But yeah, it's uploaded. <laughs> it's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. People are making fun of your score a little bit, Pat. Well, but, I mean, you got a five out of ten. Like, it, it's, you rallied, and you got the wrestling entrance music one, like, really fast. Knew that one was going to happen. Happy I didn't get with the hard. He had Owen Hart's entrance music during one run that he had huh. as the yeah. hard option. I did not. I picked the medium option. Knew it immediately upon the first sound. I think that was a much e- What was the easy one? I didn't hear what the easy one was. The easy one was going to be Mr. Perfect. Uh-huh. Like that, because I knew you would know Mr. Perfect. I love so Mr. I said easy, medium, or hard. And then hard was our Owen Hart. You went medium. And it was uh, your boy uh, Val Venus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were nice. all over. And as soon as it started, I mean, as soon as that horn hits. Yep. Hello, hello ladies. ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually did the hello, ladies yeah. in the thing. I stood up. I mean, it's hard not to just immediately go yeah. to it. Val Venus doesn't get enough credit for influencing kids to do a lot of things back in the, I mean, the, the oh, yeah. full the on, towel on. He was not yeah. the first to do it, obviously. There were others before him. but Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, that, that whole towel. Well, I mean, what a run for him. What a so run. good. And honestly, Pat, I didn't know a ton about Val Venus. I had to research it because I wanted to include that one. My expertise is all like uh, 1990, 91, like that Rick Root area, Ultimate Warrior and all that. So they were doing a full-on like porn character during the Attitude Era. That oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, anybody could get it, too. I mean, John, he, yeah. John Wayne Bobbitt was involved in a storyline with him. It was uh, it was pretty really? deep oh, shit. And Jenna oh, yeah. Jameson, I think, appeared on camera, too. Oh, like, yeah. God, man, that was Shut awesome. Up. It was, wasn't it? I mean, that was those yeah. days. We're teenagers watching that stuff. Like, this is the greatest of all time. John Wayne Bobbitt saved Val Venus from getting his member cut off. Do you remember that? Imagine if that guy would have lost a penis. He would have lost his whole entire thing. Yeah. yeah. 
That was he a, stuck it in a machine or something, right? And they no, gonna, samurai they sword. Yeah, they're going to cut they're it off. Cut it off with a samurai sword. No. Screw the intercontinental <laughs> title. Actually, what, <laughs> what you're talking about with the machine actually was just classic old school penis cut off sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Kyle, you work for the NFL. Can you just tell us straight up, uh, is Drew Brees coming back or what? I can't tell you, but I think no. Listen, Drew Brees and I are like five days apart. Literally, he was born in January of 1979. Like, how could you come back? I feel as washed up as he is. Like, it's (laughs) I I identify completely. I got to do a whole back routine before I swing a golf club. No, not a chance. And I think the fact that like Cam Jordan was out there being like, we want Russell. We want Russell. Like, I think he knows. I think he knows what time it is. So I don't think he is. And I hope he doesn't. It's it's enough. Now, I don't know if Cam Jordan was like, we want Russell. I think that's potentially a headline you read from not Doovie because Doovie gets things right. But (laughs) he did indicate that it would be nice to have Russell. I think he came on our show shortly after that. And I think he was tired of having to explain what he actually said. Uh, But but not just Cameron Jordan, by the way. You got the mayor of Mm -hmm. New Orleans spinning the umbrella, spinning the umbrella, dancing, saying, Russ, Sierra, come on down. Uh, The Drew Brees situation is is a very interesting one because every day they he waits, even though he restructured his contract down to a million dollars, that's them potentially missing out on something that could potentially happen, whether it's scouting another quarterback mm-hmm. or going to a pro day, or I assume they're doing all this stuff, but it, life could get a lot easier, I'd assume, if Drew would be like, you know what, I'm done. Or I'm coming back. Hey, mm-hmm. hey get those check downs in order. <laughs> Start running slants. So are. what's the point then, Pat? Why is, is, is this grandstanding, or he's actually really vacillating? Doesn't know. It depends on who you ask. I do believe he's not 100 percent sure. This is a guy that I think is addicted to football. His entire life has been based around football. I think he loves football. So I think hanging it up could potentially be a little bit difficult, which has happened to many guys in the past in all sports that are at the top that kind of hang on and don't want to give it up. I think that is it. I do feel that way. I'm talking to him last year, whenever it was potentially, you know, going to happen at Super Bowl Radio Row, he said a lot of that. Like, I don't, it seemed like he was genuine. But then there's also people like Ty who just think this is, yeah, I mean, Drew's not going to miss the opportunity to make this about himself one last time. Yeah, that's what – there's a lot of people that think that. You know what I mean? Or get like a credit card commercial out of it or something or like a Snickers <laughs> commercial. Not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> it could be. That would work for him. You know the other guy, Pat, who's hey, not is that a anywhere. segment tomorrow on Good Morning Football? Right there? Yeah. You know what? Let's do it. Which commercial <laughs> would Drew Brees do to best set up his situation? Oh. And Nate will say something funny, and then Peter, you're right. We would do it. That, that's exactly what we would do, Pat. We probably will. Yeah. We, I should text the producers right now. Yeah. yeah. Say, hey, got an idea. This is what we're thinking. We're <laughs> yeah. just spitballing over here because that is that is a good reference, though. That's a good tie-in because when he retires, it's going to be massive. How's he going to retire if he does retire? If he comes back, how's he going to announce he comes back? How mm-hmm. will the reception be? I mean, there's a lot that goes in, just like the Russell Wilson situation, Kyle. You've been in the locker room, Princeton, obviously all-time leading rusher. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Give well, the guy the rock. Come on. The running guy. I, 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 I hate to do this, but I was all-time leading rusher at my high school, not the esteemed Princeton University. I wish I was. That'd no, be Keith. That I will no. say oh, that's not true. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, Princeton football has been around for like 200 years. Princeton invented football. I am not the leading rusher in Princeton football. Yeah, and I did watch a lot of old throwback videos of when Princeton did invent football. There's a lot of running in those games, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, that ball yeah. Was first not, game was Princeton Rutgers, yeah, ever. That, ever ball was, that ball was not in the sky a lot, so there's a lot of running. <laughs> Anyways, you've been in a locker room, you get it. Russell yeah. Wilson, This Russell Wilson situation, 
Well, I think going back into that locker room might be more awkward than the Deshaun Watson situation in Houston. Now, strictly the locker room. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the locker room. This Russell Wilson situation is weird, Kyle. I mean, this is not Russell Wilson-like at all. We hear they hate each other now, allegedly, him and Pete Carroll. We thought they were boys. It is interesting what's going on in Seattle and in Houston, but Seattle more so, I think, for me, is the toughest one to go back and be fully reunited at the end of this thing. I think so, too. And, Pat, like, it. It's never happened before. I mean, and what I mean has never happened is you have never seen a in their prime Hall of Fame quarterback traded and not and not. There's no heir apparent like Rodgers and Favre. It's not like he's coming off a bunch of injuries like Montana when he got traded. He, it's nothing. He's just happy, healthy, fine. And they're going to trade him. I still don't even see. I don't think they're going to. And then I saw the take that said if he's that unhappy and he's not down with Pete Carroll anymore. You fire Pete Carroll. Yeah, get that's, rid of him. That's kind of the been Then, by the way, that's Team Pete Carroll started coming out in anonymous yeah. sources saying this thing, and then there's that's what. But that's awkward now. That's immediately awkward that that's been built up. I assume Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, the team can get past it. But if I'm judging awkwardness going back in the locker room. That one is at the top of the entire NFL right now. Deshaun Watson, they're saying Cal McNair and them and Jack Easterby. What are your thoughts on Jack Easterby, NFL employee? Yeah, not good. Not good. I'm team Deshaun. <laughs> okay, all right. Plead the fifth there. You, you, by the way, we're all in the same. We're all in the same boat. But it sounds like they're not going to move him at all. How, do you see that happening? What are you thinking? Right. What are your thoughts on so, that? So if we get to the point where Deshaun is and, – and everything I hear is that they're like, no, he's never putting on that uniform again. That's and what he's serious. Saying. And we might say, okay, sure, sure. Let Wait till the checks not start showing up. If he actually does it and he goes into the season and he's like, game check, game check. First of all, holy crap, That's I, I would never do it. I don't, couldn't. But I think he would become like an icon for player empowerment and he would become a hero and it would like he would change the entire game. I really mean that if he sits out this whole damn thing. I just – it's a long way from there. Like, Le- Le'Veon Bell did that a couple years. He's the last real full season holdout, and then he ended up getting paid on the other side. The thought that Deshaun Watson would hold out actual games, though, as a Daily Show host, you know, yep. that, that oh, is... man. You're talking. It's the best. Is that I a- mean, think about Pat. What was, that? what was that? What was that? Was that a little human I heard? Yeah, I think that was seven-year-old Calvin upstairs who's supposed to be doing his homeschooling. Hey, come on, get back to... Oh, Oh, no! Calvin it leads to oh, another. Geez. Ian Rappaport, the rap sheet, is reporting yep. that the te- Titans are wow. Titans. The Titans are expected to release starting safety. <laughs> Kenny Vaccaro, as a cap casualty source, said he was due to have $6.9 million next year uh, after 83 tackles and six tackles for loss last year. Kenny Vaccaro. Oh, no. Career mm-hmm. with the Titans. When is it going to end? Dead in the middle 6. of 6.9. His- Bye. Hey, that's your 5 to 12. Mm-hmm. 5 to 12, man. That's the range. And you can probably drop that down a little bit for kickers, by the way. You could probably go like 3.5 to 12 because there's going to be a lot of kickers that get restructured, cut, and everything like that. Matt Rule is reporting that Christian McCaffrey and um, uh, Shaq, Thompson. Shaq Thompson are renegotiating or restructuring their deal to give them some more money. Christian McCaffrey, who just got paid a year ago, restructuring mm-hmm. now to help out the Carolina Panthers, who have allegedly been in talks with everybody about every quarterback. Never would have expected that after the Teddy Bridgewater situation. Masker week continues, Kyle. By the way, Pat, you mentioned the Panthers. If we were going to do a little game where we say, all right, who's going to make the crazy, batshit, insane move for a quarterback? 
I'm putting the Panthers squarely in it. I think their their owner is like, screw it. I'm I came here to make empire moves. I, Teddy, <laughs> no, give me one of these these massive massive stars. I put the Panthers in like the top two or three teams to do it. Absolutely. You, you think mogul moves is popping off down in Carolina? He hopped on a plane, flew over to Baylor, Texas. Said Matt Rule, what will it take? Seventy million dollars. Let's go. We we'll go ahead and do this. Ron Rivera, see you. You're out. I'm going to do this whole thing. He wants Carolina to be a conversation piece for relevancy in the NFC South, which, by the way, is going to be very difficult with that squad there. The thought, though, that Carolina could become an epicenter for, you know, if Deshaun goes there, Russell goes there, any of these quarterbacks go there, good for Charlotte. That city would be awesome Mm -hmm. to watch kind of blossom. But that's all it takes, by the way. That's the seismic shift that the owner from Arizona was talking about Mm -hmm. just a week ago. He's like, hey, I think we're going to see a seismic shift. You get a couple players to go to one place, that can kind of change the entire culture, Kyle. Yeah, well, we saw the same pitch from Urban Meyer about Jacksonville. And I, I kind of smiled when I read it because he does this whole quote about we got the weather and the taxes and we're going to turn this into a destination. And it was like he was just a college recruiting pitch. It's like <laughs> when you bring the guy and say, listen, we got a barbershop in the locker room. We got a pocket <laughs> shot. And here's these cheerleaders. He was doing a full here's college recruiting thing. You know what it reminded me of, Pop? Remember when, oh, man, this is 10 years ago. Mikhail Prokhorov owned the Brooklyn Nets, giant-ass seven-foot oh, yeah. Russian guy. Oh, yeah. And he's like, we are going to turn the Nets into a power. And, like, and he brings in you know, old-ass Garnett and Paul Pierce, and it, it didn't work. But they're like, we're going to make Brooklyn cool. It's going to be a nightclub setting, and Jay-Z's an owner. It didn't work. And when I hear Urban Meyer's going to do it in Jacksonville, I'm like, I don't know. I've heard this pitch before, and I know you guys got a pool in the stadium, but like we got to win some two. games first, man. They got two pools in the stadium. Have a little <laughs> bit of respect. They also got Trevor Lawrence coming, who could be a guy, you know. And if he is yep. like a guy, like he's being, he's been talked about, like Andrew Luck was talking yeah. about all the way through coach. Andrew Luck was a guy turned a bad team into a good team very quickly. Trevor Lawrence could do that. Now you throw in the taxes, the oh, warm weather, man. and the two pools. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And by the way, we're not elite. We're on the edge. Correct. That's right. We're not, mm. People are throwing the word elite around too much. They're it's edging. Too, we're on the edge, you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. day four, day five of practice. Urban is selling down there, Kyle. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, Kyle, uh, there's a graphic about him on Good Morning Football that said he's good with babies. Uh, why was that on there and also how is he good with babies yeah what was going on i see you know how pat's like i don't remember contestants and guests that come on mm. I, they all there's too many i'm trying to think of the graphic about trevor lawrence with babies i don't remember this what, mm. remind me of it. i think it was right underneath your face right here yeah, you know, right right i actually have a photo of it i'll send it to fox because <laughs> <laughs> i remember pat i i asked you the other night i go pat who's the funniest guest you've ever had on and your answer floored me. Oh, you, yeah. Do you remember what you said? You said Ariel Helwani, which I'm sure he's a very funny guy, but I picture him more of like this intrepid re- reporter. Yeah, and that's what I told you. He stinks on ESPN. <laughs> he's really good on That's exactly what I told you is when he's on ESPN, he stinks. When he's on this show, always makes me laugh. Don't now, even mention his name because he'd probably call in. Yeah, now, now he's going to call yeah, in and shit. do his whole Ariel's thing. Ariel's on the line? Yeah, he probably will yeah. be. Here is the graphic. Oh, yeah. Connor yeah, just sent it thing. into the group. He had it on deck. Trevor Lawrence, good morning football, two-a-days. Measured oh, in six five five eights a pro day. 34-2 and two record in college, 2018 national champion. Broke Deshaun Watson's Clemson record for wins. And he's weirdly good. Good with babies. That was a graphic that was on Good Morning Football right underneath Kyle Brandt's face. Kyle, now on the show, what is going on here? See, we always try to do something different. Yeah. You try to have some sort of spinoff that breaks all this 
statistical minutiae. I guess they found a factoid about it because I remember we did someone, I think it was his teammate, uh, Travis Etienne Jr., and the factoid at the bottom was that when he was being recruited, uh, Jim Harbaugh told him that he should he's very good looking and should go on to be an actor. So, like, that's just your fun kicker. Oh, so, I guess Lawrence is good with babies. See, know? see, that's what a show that does research does there. Uh, did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we run a much well, different Pat, you've openly said that you're, you're, you're not a research guy. No, you yeah. show up and we, we, we chat and you cut it up. Right? Yeah, life is research. You know what I mean? Life right. is research. Yeah, no. uh, my Twitter scroll, that is a research. It's all night. My life walking through, you know, uh, stores and airports, that is, that is research for me. But I wish I had the capability to do what you did. Thank you so much for having me on 10 Questions. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you every single morning, ladies and gentlemen. The all-time leading rusher at a high school in <laughs> Chicago. North suburbs of Chicago, Stevenson High School, same high school as Rex Ryan and the late Ron Goldman. Wow. Rest in peace, Ron. Rest in peace, Ron. Why didn't we give Rex the ball more? That's oh, my only question. Or Rob. Kyle was pretty good. Yeah, or Rob. Kyle was pretty good. Obviously, he wanted to play mm -hmm. at Princeton. But Rex, I think you give him the ball a little bit more. Maybe there's a little bit more competition. Anyways, uh, host School Morning Football, Kyle Brand. Thank you, guys. Hey! Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the, the shortstop, it's already happened. Good. All right? That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead, and, go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll, it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all Ooh. and then you just have time of your life yeah get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee jesus that's get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee no mm -hmm. spaces uh and you can get your first month of swipes for just five dollars when you choose a monthly plan all right shout out to roman shout out to you shout out to get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the voices of the NFL, a man who we enjoy dearly every single time he stops by. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Davis. Hey, How you doing, man? Man, I am doing great, and I am so excited. AJ, good to see you again. Look at you in front of the books right there, making sure right. everybody knows that Ohio State, you're not just a football player. <laughs> well, okay. There's a lot going on there. Pat, uh, you know? I'm loving Thank what you're you. talking about with the wines and see. you know how our friends graduate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, don't forget our friends graduated from boxes to bottles. Yeah, you're right. Smack the bag <laughs> to now right? what am I pairing with? You're yeah. right. You're that was big. That was big. And I was I'm a little worried about who delivered your meats and cheeses <laughs> yeah. the second time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it almost makes what was the remember the trilogy that Kevin Smith did of movies with Chasing Amy and whatchamacallit, um, 
Mall Rats was the first one. Okay. okay. And at Mall Rats, you remember that Jason Lee uh-huh. wanted to get back at the girlfriend's father. Of course. And so he, he reached his hand down his pants first before he gave it and then touched the the cookies and oh, the guy gets sick. Classic oh, move. Right? Oh, so so classic I'm a little move. worried about who classic. delivered that. If there was any least. stinky handshakes going on oh, with the meat right? that I ate, right? I got a problem with yeah, it. Billy Tubes. So, so, so <laughs> last, last but not least, though, I heard you talking Bill. about the draft with the orangutan in Indianapolis. <laughs> That's right. Whose name was Rocky, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which gave me one of my all-time moments of the NFL draft. I'm sitting there with Mike Mayock who at the time was was the draft analyst for NFL Network. And one great thing about Mike is he took it very seriously in terms of each kid having his moment. Yeah. And I think the first time they went to Rocky the Orangutan, or maybe it was the sack, I can't remember. But Mike was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said something to the effect of, if you show that chimp, one more time, I'm walking out of here. <laughs> so, as you guys know in our business now, right? If you challenge a producer and a director, that's you know they're going to come at you, right? Yeah, yeah. So immediately they showed Rocky again. <laughs> I'm on the set and I'm dying, right? I've got sweat coming off me like Albert Brooks in broadcast news. I needed a John Thompson towel at that point to mop it up because okay. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. And I'm laughing because I know how mad Mike is. And Grover Stewart, who's still playing with Indianapolis and doing a nice job defensive tackle Great out player. of Albany State, was being picked when we went back to Rocky. And Rocky does that again. And I think with my big mouth, with all my love for Mike, after he said, if they show that chimp one more time, I think I opened up my big trap and said, Mike, I think it's actually an orangutan. (laughs) No. That's not what he was looking for. So, anyway, I remember that time frame well, Pat. I will say this, uh, Charles, and and by the way, you put over my announcement with laughing, (laughs) so I appreciate you doing what you've done. I always appreciate everything you do. You're incredible uh, to watch along with something. That orangutan and I have history. By the way, that orang- I, I had to read some ad reads uh, about the orang- Rocky coming to town. Mm-hmm. He's a famous orang. This thing's been in yes, movies. Really, Rocky's been in movies wow. before. I believe he was in a music video with Fergie at one wow. point. What? Rocky, Ro- Rocky, Rocky, Rocky's not kind of a big deal. Rocky is a, it big, is a big deal. deal. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, if you're going to get replaced by a zoo animal, it is that zoo <laughs> animal which happened. But uh, Charles, as we're getting into this draft time, okay, yeah. you now commentate for CBS not really in the draft coverage I don't think so I might be wrong but are you still keeping up with it or are you just turning your attention to next year and what's going on with all these rosters and everything like that no I'm keeping up with it um, in a big way so so that part's not a not a problem for me because I work for NFL Network for the draft so I am preparing and it's funny that you bring it up you know and you guys know this and AJ when he was going through the draft process Pat when you were going through that time how many times did you have some draft Nick say something to the effect of, you know, AJ, I've watched every play that you've you've had at Ohio State. <laughs> Pat, I've watched every ball that you punted. And uh, it, it, most of the time, we're lying. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah right, most of the time, because to go back <laughs> over all those plays and all that and to do it for everybody, that's hard to do. Some people actually get that done, and they're some of the prominent, preeminent people. I'm not going to call out and say, 
hey, you're absolutely lying. But if you analyze the amount of time and say to yourself, okay, if you're telling me that you watched every play of A.J. Hawks and all other 15 top linebackers in that draft, I'm going to be like, hold on a second. What else do you do the rest of your life? <laughs> because, because that's hard to do. But do you do? But do you do the job thoroughly? I think most people do, and and we and it's all an opinion based thing, and that's what I'm working on. I was watching tape today, right before you guys called. I was actually just watching Mac Jones, the quarterback at Alabama, again. So, got it. Hey, what do you think? What do you think of Mac? Like, wh- where's he going to go? How's he going to be? You know, it's funny. I, I just I wrote down a few things, AJ, and what I that what I saw was you know a lot of people want to ding him because Alabama's so good, and mm-hmm. I'm like. Okay, I get all that, but a lot of guys that play for really good teams doesn't make them a great quarterback. But I'm watching this kid process, go through reads, feel pressure, and he's not going to run away from a lot of stuff. He's going to move from it. So those quarterbacks with uh, that good pocket presence feel. and feeling things, I watched him move from pressure. And one of the things I really liked about him, his feet didn't have to be perfectly set to deliver an accurately thrown football downfield. If you watch a number of games that he played, his feet aren't totally set all the time. It's not like the pocket is totally clean and he steps up and he, you know, and he makes that that beautiful looking throw. I mean, there's plenty of times when he steps up, feet aren't perfect, and the ball comes out, and boy, it's on target downfield. I'm liking him more and more. And my immediate comparison with him was Matt Ryan coming out of Boston College because he Man, wins I from sh- the pocket most of the time. But you remember Matt's MVP year, guys? Oh, yeah. What did he add to his game? Movement skills. Kyle Shanahan demanded that he become, you know, a, a more fluid quarterback. Matt had to do a lot of stretching and the whole deal, right? But you remember those stretch plays and AJ off of the stretch. Here they come out and they bootleg it out. I think Mac Jones can run that type of an offense and run it really well. So my immediate thought is, God Almighty, him and Kyle Shanahan, who trained Matt Ryan that year in Atlanta, that'd be a pretty dynamic duo. I like this kid better. Now that I've seen him on tape, then maybe what I'm hearing people say out there. And what everybody says about Kyle Shanahan is he feels like he can make any quarterback. Like I, I guess any quarterback. Yeah, I guess Kyle, I, Kyle, look, let's just put it this way: Kyle doesn't lack for confidence. Well, we that's good. That. And by the way, it's it's proven. It's had success everywhere he's and, gone. Basically, and listen. All of a sudden, Nick Mullins became a commodity. C.J. Beathard, after a rough start to his career, came back around and played fairly well in short spurts for him. We saw what he did with Matt Ryan, turned him to an MVP candidate in Atlanta. Um, Kirk Cousins became the starter in Washington, you know, know, ultimately under his tutelage before Jay Gruden. So, yeah, I'd say that he's got a pretty proven track record. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl. Hey, Charles, which, by the way, we're talking to Charles Davis. He works for CBS and NFL Network for draft coverage, by the way. Uh, Cannot wait to see him display the amount of work he did in the film room (laughs) on NFL Network talking about these drafts. Mac Jones' name has been rising quickly, and you just got done watching film of him. Now, did you watch Trevor Lawrence as well? And do you think the fact fact that Mac Jones in Alabama was running an NFL offense. Sarkeesian had motion. He was reading. And everybody at the Reese Senior Bowl was like, he picked up the offense. It was the same offense he was yeah. running out of Alabama. I think that gives him a monster head start on a lot of people. And I assume that's why a lot of the NFL guru people that are looking are like, this kid has a chance to be great because of the mental head start, but also the physical uh, contributions, right? Yeah, I think you nailed it, Pat. You mash it together because one without the other, you can't play in the NFL. You have to have both. 
people look at it all the times and, and we've seen it and you guys have both known it and, and you're not going to probably name names now, but guys in your locker rooms who had everything on one side but didn't have it on the other, they probably didn't last very long. People keep trying to get it together. To me, this kid has it all and it'd be interesting to see what the rise is because I will tell you prior to you know, the draft season beginning, you probably would have thought of Mac Jones somewhere near the end of the first round from uh, 20 to 32. Maybe and you know who had a rise like that a few years ago? It was Ryan Tannehill coming out of Texas A&M. Oh. The evaluation process was like between 20 and 32, and he ended up going eight. And it turned out to be, you know, ultimately now we look at it and go, hey, that's pretty darn good, right? This kid, this kid can flat out play. And he had some bumps in Miami, but he doesn't have them now. I think Mac's going to be in a very similar situation with quarterback needy teams. And if we see some people jump up early in the draft, make a play at two with the Jets, if Atlanta wants to jump up to try and get their guy, what does Carolina do at eight? Mac might rise even higher. Charles, hey, going into the guys that are currently playing right now, a guy named Russell Wilson, we all know. Team yeah. three, his crew around him has been putting some stuff out and. He and Pete, it seems like their relationship is strange. Do you think, like, I guess, what are the chances that Russ is in Seattle next year, and, and how long has this all been brewing? It's awkward out there, Charles. It, it is awkward, isn't it? And frankly, I don't know how you guys feel. I never would have thought it would get get awkward between he and Pete in Seattle. They just seem too much of a, a match set in terms of how they viewed things, went about things, the enthusiasm they brought to the table every day. I would say it probably started brewing. You remember a few years ago when Seattle missed the playoffs at nine and seven, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was the year that that was the year. If you go back, Russell Wilson played through about three big time injuries, never missed a snap, played through, mm. led the team in touchdown passes. Duh, he's the quarterback. <laughs> but, he al- but he also led them in rushing, and I believe had the only rushing touchdown or touchdowns on the season for Seattle. The run game was bereft. Jeez. That's when Russ started cooking. And I think, you know, once you open the door that way, it's hard for a quarterback to go back the other way. And that may be kind of the start of all of that if you look back on it. But, look, $39 million cap hit. How are you going to make that all work? Who's going to be able to do that? I'm not that good with, with numbers, truthfully. But I'll leave it at this. I'm not as much worried about Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson as I am about Russell walking in and telling the offensive line, hey, you remember the show I did? Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, man, I love I, you guys. I, there, that's what I was going to say there is there's a lot of shit flying that is potentially going to have some shrapnel that's going to hit some things. Now, professional locker room, okay, and a football locker room, no matter what the difference is, is guys come together. You know what I mean? Like That's going to happen. But there, I think it's much more awkward right now if Russell goes back to Seattle, then Deshaun goes into the locker room in Houston. The locker room, I assume, is still rallying around Deshaun. It's the owner. In Seattle, it seems like it has gotten like almost personal with his coaches, too. It's like It just seems like an interesting situation. Ty, what do you have? Charles, have you watched any of uh, Lance's tape? And do you, yeah. do, where do you see him going? It's, I mean, he obviously had the showcase game, but last year yeah. they were talking about him being a top-five pick, and then now he's kind of dropped, but maybe moving back up. Where do you see him going? He's a big old horse, isn't he? And I saw that Iowa stuff you had in front of you. He was supposed to play against them, and the season went kaput. And that would have been an interesting deal because we're always looking for the one double-A guys, and the first tape you pop on is how did they play against a 1A team. In his career, he ended up not playing against any 1As. But when you look at him and the size, the frame, 
the mechanics are off the charts. I mean, his mechanics are about are as good as there are in the draft. And I'm putting him up there with Trevor Lawrence or anyone else. His mechanics are beautiful. He's a good-looking kid at throwing the football. Footwork, excellent. His ability to run the football, both with power and elusiveness and speed, he'll run away from people. I like him a lot. But I have a cardinal rule, guys, and, and right now I'm sticking with it. My cardinal rule is if we're taking these quarterbacks in the top half of the draft and a team says, says to all of us, well, we're going to you know, have them sit behind the veteran, redshirt him a year, and see how it goes, they're lying to us. Okay. And, and and those guys are going to play by games three or four and then I always end up getting you guys just wasted three or four games you might as well started it from the beginning True. with this kid and only one full season and one double A and one game beyond that it wouldn't shock me at all if he could go to a team and truly sit behind a veteran for one season and then go from there I'm not saying he couldn't handle it Jordan Love. But, mm-hmm. that, but that would yeah. be the spot for me and Carolina I know the owner there, David Tepper, keeps screaming franchise quarterback. You've got Teddy Bridgewater. You bring this kid in and give it a year, and then you turn him loose. To me, that would be kind of ideal. He goes to Atlanta, sits behind Matt Ryan for a year. Uh. To me, that's ideal just because he's only played 16, 17 games. Hey, there's a lot of quarterbacks, by the way. Mac, Zach, mm-hmm. Justin, Trey, Trevor, and they're all allegedly going to be good. I'm excited to see which ones are, which ones aren't. Somebody's going to get it right. Somebody's going to get it massively wrong. That's just what odds say. Hopefully everybody's going to be great. I'm pumped to kind of watch it unfold. Connor, what do you have? Charles, uh, can you please tell us with full confidence that Madden 22 is not going to stink? (laughs) What do you think? I will Listen, my confidence is always in the Madden people, but you know that I just yak. And the smart people take care of all the rest of that. Stuff. <laughs> all right. Look, I'd love to tell you that, you know, I came from MIT. But, you know, I played in Tennessee. You know, our, 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 our view was not as much on the Madden and all the projections and all the things, the algorithms and things like that. We wanted to know if we could line up and beat Alabama. That, that's that's where our focus was. You didn't get a scholarship to go to school, I believe. Where they, they didn't, they don't pay us to school or something. I forget. Our Cardale Jones, they don't. They, hey, listen, I don't, I don't play school. I play football. <laughs> I didn't get a scholarship to play. Oh school. yeah, that's yeah. right, AJ. He went to Ohio State. Yeah, that's earlier. Bad. Earlier uh, when you said that, but you're like AJ proving. My first he's thought a good was dude. like, Cardinal's a great dude. He's awesome. He's I a love great. The dude. Hey, listen, he probably listen. He said what a good number of us thought when we were in school. Everybody. He just kind of he just said it. You yeah. know, you you know better than to actually say it, mm, and it just savage. got out there. And we're all sitting in those classrooms wondering about practice that day. I look, I I, I did all the same things. I'm not. Mr. Holier than thou, like I didn't do it either. Well, I I appreciate the fact you sat in the classrooms. I opted out of doing that as well. Uh, Charles, the uh, the salary cap was just set. Okay, one eighty two and a half million. During your year of traveling, whenever you're calling games, you get interviews with people, and now it's Zoom calls or anything like that. I would assume those interviews aren't always just robotic interviews. I'd assume the conversation opens up a little bit. Did you get the sense, 
Like, we're in the middle of something that Diana Rossini was texted by a coach and it's Masker Week. Did you get a sense that everybody kind of knew that this season, with their roster, they were potentially... Like, was there any talk of, like, who knows what the roster's going to be next year with this entire thing? Did they know this was going to happen, or is this kind of getting dropped on teams uh, over the last month or so? No, no, the, the teams were, were well aware going into it because, you know, they project their way out. They understand that. And everyone knew that once we got our footing to even begin last year okay that's great now what's it going to be beyond that and so they were already projecting out there so no i don't think it was a major surprise to the teams i think maybe for some players yes and only for this reason we're in the here and now okay we are training for tomorrow to be better that day and then the next day and the next day to make the roster to keep our spot then all of a sudden we're looking up guess what am i being tagged am i going to be released Am I going to be on this team next year? Those things start to kick in later on. So from the players, that was never a discussion during the season. Off, 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 off target, you know, off of the Zooms, other places where I talk with GMs and people. Yeah, they were already projecting for that. Yeah, it's, it's going to get crazy, they say. Charles, every time you come on our show, you make it better. I'm very thankful uh, for your time. Kind. No, you do. You're, you're unbelievable. Now, I, I assume Madden players are hoping, you know, you do the same mm-hmm. thing over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Listen, but- we're, we're, all, we're all hoping everything goes well and gets better and all that. And truthfully, a lot of those things, as I said, they are over my head. But that doesn't mean I don't care and I don't want them to be great as well. That's I'm part talking. of the franchise. Yeah. And, that, you know? and, by the way- and, and I want it to be great. And if it's not myself and my partner brandon Gordon probably hear about it more than anyone else because we're the easy ones so i went off social media last august so i always tell brandon hey just let me know just how bad it is yeah. okay? <laughs> it's not bad we're turning that around because you care you're a person that you want to have we want um, it to be great yes yeah. we, we, we absolutely do and to play, listen the people who play this game they deserve it. They Bingo. absolutely right. deserve it. They they, they, they play this game Thank like you, mad. Charles. They deserve our best efforts, and they deserve the game to be great. And I know the people really want it to be great as well. It's great for the game. It's great for the shield, as are you. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Davis. Yeah! Thanks, guys. Thank you, CD. Joining us now. He's a college football national champion and a Super Bowl champion. Wow. And a man that if you hold your nose when you jump into a pool, will smack you right in the mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. How you doing, AJ? I'm doing great. I will not uh, slap anybody in the mouth anywhere, even if they hold their nose. No, because you would not want to be associated with somebody that does that. And if you hit somebody, that making contact with somebody that holds their nose, which you said yesterday is your biggest pet peeve on earth, basically. Mm -hmm. Nope. Only it's not my biggest. It's, it's up there. It's not. It's not my biggest, but it's definitely up there. There was a moment you told your kids in this life that you have lived in your child's <laughs> life where you live. Don't ever do what you just did ever again, or I will ground you for the rest of your life. You said that because he did that. I, I didn't say that I would ground them, but I said we don't need to do that. <laughs> we hawks. Okay. <laughs> we hawks have the ability to be athletic. Okay. And just turn our noses off. Mm-hmm. We Hawks have the ability to do that. Not wingtip nose footed. I did see that you, uh, no cheeks. I did see <laughs> that you. No cakes. No cakes. I did, uh, yeah, no cheeks. Uh, the, <laughs> you, you on Twitter were 
surprised to see how many people agreed with you, though. Yes, It felt like there was a revolution a happening yeah. on Twitter where everybody was like, yeah, let's end this whole hold your nose when you jump into water thing. There was a lot of people backing you, AJ. I did not expect that. I thought there was potential nose holders were going to come out and be like, oh, AJ. Me. Instead, it was the complete opposite. It was like, yeah, we do potentially need to get rid of those people. I did not expect that. I did not expect it. Well, don't you think potential nose holders may, they just may be scared to step out there and, and claim to be a nose holder? Oh, so you're a bully. You're a part of yeah. the problem. Wow. You're no, 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 no. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. But so someone, someone brought that. up a good point. Some, hey, somebody Jack. on Twitter said that person is mo- like, they're likely to wait like the full hour between their last meal and when they jump in the pool. <laughs> well, you don't want to get cramps. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Poop really. in the pool, That's dude. real. That's how, a real thing. How did that start? Some dumb know. parent wanted their kid to wait so they could sit in the pool and drink 12 more Keystone Lights before their kid got in, maybe? Hey, Keystone, is he still around? <laughs> Keystone still hustling so. beer? Yeah, legends never die. That, so. Exactly, True. you're right. In our legends, what they do on Earth are how you remember them after they die. And is Keystone ever going to die? Well said. Ooh. I think Keystone is dead, though. I haven't seen him in <laughs> yeah. some time. I mean, yeah. he came in denim, denim, denim. You remember oh, yeah. him? But you're right. I assume one parent. But it, that... That carried on. That was nationwide. I, I think that was something that really caught on pretty well. I wonder why those things happen. I, I assume a lot of it does revolve around the fact that parents, you know, want to want to make it easier to teach their kids something. If we all agree on something, that's why some people say the Bible potentially a parental starting. Like, hey, this is so we can get our kids right. You you do this, guess what? Burn forever. Like an outline. Okay. You do this though, everything's good. Yeah, like an outline. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I think is why religion is a as big as it is, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Bless you. Maybe. There's a lot of things like that, man. Like, don't touch the, uh, don't touch a bird if it falls out of its nest because the mom won't come back or the egg or whatever. That's supposed, I guess that's a wives tale too. Cross your eyes, patch in the back, it'll yep. stay that way. Oh, yeah. That's a bunch of bullshit, Step right? Let's try back. it. Let's, get, let's try it. Somebody do it? No, don't do it. Because if it happens, I'm not 100%. I've been taught that so much that I'm not 100% sure I would have been willing to do that. I'm like, I'll let somebody else figure it out. I think I've tried it before. How'd it happen? How'd it go? Well, I don't want to try it again. But, I mean, I was fine. Okay. That'd be all right. I just assume you're a parent of seven. At this point, you guys got to make up a bunch of lies, I'd assume, to keep your kids in line. Parent of four, but uh, it's a tough (laughs) thing now, though. They can figure out lies much uh, easier than I could when I was a kid. Okay, so AJ... Massacre week is happening. Malcolm Butler gone. Emmanuel Sanders gone. Quan Alexander gone. Uh, Johnny Brown gone. Quentin Rick- Richardson. Basketball player. Yeah. Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Quentin yeah. Jefferson, who, by the way, is the number eight overall ranked nose tackle or D tackle on PFF pass rusher or whatever from the Buffalo Bills gone. People are clearing out cap space now that they know 182 and a half is the number for some teams. There is some rollover for others, but there's some teams in some bad spots right now, AJ. Masker week is upon us. It was delayed a few days, and I'm not sure it's going to be a week, but it has come upon us at this moment, AJ. Yeah, it has, and, and I guess there was a slow start to it. Now we're we're Wednesday, March tenth, right now. So you think Thursday, Friday? Are we just gonna, is this going to continue to happen? Is the Grim Reaper going to continue to come out on the show? And a follow up: the Grim Reaper has made a couple great performances here. Is it going to continue? The this means they know the TV deals, then, right? Hmm. 
I mean, I would assume. Oh, so that just kind of hit me there. So since they set a hard salary cap, that would mean that they know what the revenue split is going to be for the next year. That means they would know what the TV deals are going to be. So when are those numbers going to get officially released? Or will they ever get officially released? Because the numbers we did hear of was like ESPN's paying like two point something billion a year. Mm-hmm. Somebody else's. That's supposed to be a hundred billion dollar deal. Or I think yeah, over the next 10 years. Over the next 10 years, a hundred billion dollar deal. That information is going to start rolling out now that they got the hard salary cap. You would assume unless they just said here's going to be the salary cap we think and they're still figuring some things out but that's also rather large news here in the middle of massacre week they have to have some kind of idea of what like what the range is going to be for the tv money you would think to be able to do this are these platforms going to be able to work whenever i go over i try to watch these ufc fights and they freeze up every time if that happens okay when there's a where's prime time game on i don't get to see my team i'm be pissed can't have it won't have it. That's going to happen over the next couple of years, by the way. Oh, yeah. As, you know, other platforms start getting games, there are going to be some pissed off olds that maybe don't understand technology mm-hmm. or some platforms that fail people potentially because, you know, that has happened in the past as well. And there is going to be PR on the backside from the NFL. We are working to blah, blah, blah. That is going to happen as everything not everything, but I'd assume there's going to be a transition into digital with these games for the next 10 years, a rather large transition into digital. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see the, the NFL kind of maneuver through these times because, boy, once the UFC thing freezes on ESPN+, Plus, that trends in about a half a second. Yeah. That's, what, 1 million people probably? Oh, yeah. 1 million? Mm-hmm. They're talking 40-some million people watching games and shit like that. Imagine these platforms if that happens. There is going to be a situation, let's just assume, Jeff Bezos and the boys won't have that happen. Uh, but let's, I mean, it, that's something that we have to watch. Hey, another thing you have to think about, how are they going, there's going to be so many more people trying to, to watch the streams illegally, aren't they, that don't have subscriptions to these, like ESPN+, Plus, yeah. like Billy Tubes and his buds that, that open Pokemon cards. That's all they do is... <laughs> Stream illegal stream. By the way, you sound like an amateur. It's Discord, okay? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, where a lot of this is going on at. All right. I don't oh, know. Oh, is the Discord for is it a place where they can get together and watch the illegal streams of fights and stuff? I do believe it is that place, yeah. And they do it as a group almost. It's like they get to sit in like a I, I from what I've my research over the last couple months of this very young upstart that is taking and captivating a lot of people, obviously. Mm-hmm. They it goes in there, it streams in there, and then there's even like comment section and stuff, I think. Team so, stream. Yeah, it's like a team stream where you can watch it together. So it's like, hey, I got a guy that actually gets the illegal stream. I don't even have to be the guy. You just got to. You don't even have to have the boat. You got to have the guy or the lady that has the boat as yeah. a friend. That's kind of what this Discord thing is, and the NFL will handle that. I assume Roger Goodell will shut down the internet. I assume. And for for a lot of people who are not living in the city where they grew up, for teams that they root for, they do that right now. Um, if you don't want to pay for you know Sunday ticket, a lot a lot of money and stuff like that. There's well, I a don't lot. Know. I don't know if there's a lot of illegal streaming going on right now for the NFL. Yeah. For NFL, lots. Yeah. Really? Oh, Probably yeah. like 95% of this office, if I'd say so, but... Whoa, you guys... No, no. I Listen, I didn't say shit. Now you're <laughs> fucking with the government, I think. I, I don't do that. <laughs> Team okay. Sunday it, ticket. And let's not talk about the streams. Let's just wipe that off the table. Yeah, because... Connor almost got eliminated from the internet the and other day. I yeah. will never speak of it again. The hacker said, you've been warned, and I will heed his warning. I won't talk about it. <laughs> you know, dude. Ricky Diggs kind of took it on. The COVID Cowboys said, listen, I'll go into saloon if you want me to, yeah, talking about this whole thing. Right the stream now. saloon. I'll do this whole thing. But, like, the, um, <laughs> the thought, though, that 
this is Ricky Gervais said this. Ricky Gervais said, I'm not out of touch, right? Because people were tabloids over in England were talking about whether or not he was going to be able to remain the same comedian he's always been, which is like this relatable, you know, they were saying he's out of touch. And his entire bit basically was about whether or not he was out of touch or not, right? He's like, I'm not out of touch. I'm spoiled, though. Like, you know, and it happens quick. He does this entire bit about it. And it was rather hilarious and i related to it it's like i don't i don't know if i'm not like a hard worker or out of touch with what I, where i grew up or anything like that but i get spoiled i just assume sunday ticket everybody had because the numbers they always pump out for that shit is so high i didn't even assume that the streaming and that's me being out of touch like a like a stooge thing. i don't have it i don't have sunday ticket because yeah. i don't have direct tv i don't want to get a dish Okay, so that's me being completely out of touch with everything. I assume because the way it's marketed, right? The way it's marketed is it's massive. Everybody has it. I just assume Sunday Ticket was a very normal thing, and it was much more easily accessible. It's probably rather expensive. You probably got to be able to buy. It's probably difficult. That's why if Sunday Ticket was to go to a digital platform, everybody would be much happier. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I wonder if part of these TV deals is like one of Amazon's big push is like, hey, we can replace Sunday Ticket so you don't just have to have direct. TV to watch all these games because if you I mean a lot of places too like you, you're living that like they that you won't be able to get a dish put up anyway so saw my house listen <laughs> that goddamn dish yeah but that's all that DirecTV has if DirecTV doesn't have Sunday ticket they don't have a business I feel like listen we had a deal with DirecTV for like a month or so mm-hmm. they did pay me money that that thing stinks mm-hmm. I have never suffered more you know fanhood pain than with that goddamn dish it was the super bowl the college football national championship Mm -hmm. and i think i had like a stanley cup game that froze up in the middle just back to back to back and i'd call and they're like oh sorry try cleaning it off i'm like who has the fucking ladder (laughs) you know who do i need to do it right now that whole thing if sunday ticket moves to digital of digital platform Man, that'd be awesome for everybody currently mm-hmm. living. Game changer. You can watch it anywhere, especially now with smart TVs. Like. And Bezos can afford it. Fucking just do yeah. it, dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, yes. Bezos, for the good of all of us, man. Get it done. Come on. And by the way, Google people. I mean, we have. I mean, we do business together. We don't know any. We don't know you. You don't know us. But I want you know. Get in the goddamn game. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you guys go get it? Put this on YouTube. Imagine if Sunday Ticket was on YouTube. I mean, oh man. 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 Yeah. Do the right thing. And it's probably one contract away. It's probably next contract, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This last-ditch effort probably from all the old school, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're like, hey, listen, we're going to take all of our chips from the next 10, 30, 100 years we have and just go ahead and just see if we can save this. And then in 10 years from now, it'll all be digitalized. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can those get renegotiated, you think? Yeah, I'm actually looking at it now. The Sunday ticket rights are up soon, and it's expected they're going to go completely digital. Let's go! Yeah! Yes! Oh, dude. Amazon. So Amazon's going to get the Thursday night package. Could they get that one as well? <clears throat> they said it's not just Thursday night package, by the way. It said like a multitude of games or something mm-hmm. was the report. It wasn't just like the one game thing. The way the report was written, it was pretty obvious that they were saying that Amazon, not just one game a week, they're going to get a, a few games. Hopefully they get Sunday ticket. Let's go. Hey, why not, Jeff? It's Jeff huge. wouldn't even notice. The, the, no. the thing wouldn't even notice. Now, question for you. Drop yep. in the pond. Um. So there's other channels. Like a lake, though. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. even ocean. an ocean. Yeah. Shit. A Black golf, sea. Yeah. There's other, there's other networks that have a channel that go to teams that are, like, about to score and stuff like that. Say Amazon. And those some of those guys are, they're like, on their high horse and stuff like that. You talk like about the red zone channels? Yeah. Oh. Um, say Great. the Amazon got those rights. What you say about and that channel, And someone Andrew? to host throwing Red around. zone? Red zone's great. Would you be interested in hosting a cooler red zone? Uh... 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever watched Red Zone Channel, though. So I, I had it on one TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the host does. What does he do? He just throws around to different games uh, that are happening and then like well, every every once in a while interject like some of his thoughts that are never good. Um, Jesus, what is it? Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, what? It's, it's like the live PD of football. Yeah. Really? It shows you all the relevant plays, though. Yeah. It shows you all the relevant plays around the league because you can't watch every game. Unless the, see, I didn't you say that sitting in your basement with 36 TVs. Yeah, but you, the way you're, you're just continuing to talk about how, like, relevant plays, okay? Like, we get it, dude. All right? Oh, no. Oh, I forgot. No special teams. That's why you have a hard grudge against Red Zone. Okay, my bad. I Bingo. Yeah, and also, geez. I appreciate football, okay? Yeah. I have a high football IQ. I'd like to see the game, you know, feel the game. I want to know what's going on. I, don't just drop in out of nowhere when there's a highlight happening no. and potential you know money to be made fantasy points to be changed uh the only thing you really want to see from that game because the rest of the game is very boring listen i understand the appeal okay but i'm an old school guy yeah. i want to watch the entire game that's right in all the games and maybe i do get caught up a lot and it gets difficult <laughs> to follow <laughs> but i have taken a stand against the red zone channel traditional okay. nothing you have to is that a part of sunday ticket uh, so would that go I with you? So. you? No, could, because I have it on. YouTube it is TV. with direct, it's on everything. Yeah, it is with Directv. Yeah. But if you don't have Directv, you can buy uh, Sunday or I mean it's Red Zone on your own. Okay, Campbell's so let's 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 brainstorm here, shall we? I mean, it's not a great show for people, but let's go ahead and brainstorm <laughs> until the next ha 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 ha. Okay, until the next massacre week. So let's say Amazon gets rights. Okay, Amazon could then create their own Red Zone channel. Right, right? exactly. You'd be able to create your own one. Let's say uh, the Google does. They could probably create their own then, right? Yeah, for sure. Anybody that has rights to the games could create their own. Absolutely. just need to find a host for it. That's interesting. It's a long day. Long day. Because there's already two Red Zone channels. Who's the guy hosting? Scott Hanson. Scott Hanson. I follow him. I'm a Scott Hanson fan. You buried him a little bit. Yeah, you did big time. Or were you talking about Siciliano? No, no. I like like Siciliano. I mean, he put Waddle in an interesting. He did. Mm -hmm. I I used to love Hanson. It's just he interjects a lot now, and it's Got Mickey Mouse. Jeez, dude. Oh. This show stinks. Dude. I don't even notice him. I watch Red Zone. I, don't even, I mean, a lot of times I don't have the sound, but yeah, I don't you notice have, them. You have it on, I have it on mute, too, by the way. So it's like I, I don't listen. It's on you know, it's on one of the TVs. Or I, don't, I don't have it on sound. I always have Tony Romo on sound because I'm learning football. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's why I always have Tony Romo on. And if it's not Romo, it's Daryl Moose Johnson. Goddamn right. I learned a lot mm-hmm. this past season with Daryl Moose Johnson mm-hmm. on the call. Yeah. Hey, what about Charles Davis? You keep him up, too. He's coming. Listen, I am pumped to talk to Charles Davis. Charles Davis always has this energy about him. Yeah. Always, AJ. Always has this energy about him. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Uh, he was on the call that draft night when I came out and, you know, did my, my announcement. He put me over, laughed. I'm very thankful for Charles Davis. He does a good job calling games. I think He's awesome. Man, there's some bad ones out there, though, AJ. Hey. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of times – yeah, you don't see it. Well, you realize some games, like in some NFL games, are only played to like two or three percent of the country, like the regional games that you get in your area on the local channels. Yeah, but then there were some decisions made for some people to be a part of some games that were being seen by a lot of people, and it was like, "What are we doing here?" That's how it works, man. Do we not like the NFL? Are we trying to? Are we trying to ruin the game? What are we? Who's making this decision? What are we doing? Am I muted? Am I muting my fucking television right now? What am I? Am I just gonna play background music? What am I gonna huh. do right now? I want to watch the game. I want to yeah. feel the game. Yeah. So then you just go to like 
a playlist or something that is just crowd noise and it feels like you're at the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know what it I mean? It's awesome. Yeah, I just kind of put put your uh, put your yeah. blinders on mm-hmm. and just kind of put the crowd noise in there. Yeah. It's an Oculus for your ears. Yeah, that's nice. Seven hundred and fifty-one punches last night, AJ. Jeez, one fight. Did you get knocked out at all? Come on, bro. What do we? There was a moment in the fourth round, though, where I had both arms down and I was playing all defense, which I had never done because I couldn't lift up my arms, which this morning, by the way, tough time getting up, Mm -hmm. difficult time getting up. But, yeah, there was like 20, 30 seconds where it was getting a little bit sketchy. I was doing the head bob thing and then the screen went black and white and I had to throw my hand at it. And then the way I knocked him out was a throw from the ass. Like a windmill. Like a home, you know what I mean? He was dead tired too, I learned. So that was a good little thing, but I'm back in the game, AJ. I haven't seen Carl 1211 in his Oculus ever. It's unbelievable at this point. It's been a while. I'll be back someday. It's because you got seven kids. Let's go to Mike in Michigan. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Hey, not too shabby. How are you? Not too bad. Just uh, doing a little daddy duty today, listening to the great Pat McAfee show this morning. Uh, with the boys, obviously, and AJ. And we appreciate you uh, subjecting your kid to this show as well. Mm. Uh, not sure that'll win you any awards, but we do appreciate it. What do you want to talk about, Mike? Uh, first off, I'd like to give a shout-out to Mansuri and his new podcast. A uh, real banger of a listen. Oh, yeah. Wrestling yeah. Sports Entertainment. The second ever episode. Now, wrestling with Sports Entertainment was a wrestling podcast we put out of this show June of 2019, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a story behind this because wrestling is now a podcast that has been created uh, with Brandon Walker, who I am a fan of, and I'm a fan of that podcast. So we released said show today, wrestling with Sports Entertainment, We've had for a couple of years, we already had all the pipelines built in to yeah. upload the podcast right. and everything. Since then, wrestling has been created. So maybe we didn't think deep enough into that. Might have to change the name. But still stay, because I like Brandon Walker and them. So I'm not starting. There's I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that show. I like wrestling podcasts. But with that being said, wrestling with sports entertainment, currently the name of the show. Great fucking show. Mark Madden, man. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, if you guys, if you're a wrestling fan, I think you should listen to this show. It is a very, very good show. Uh, they recorded it the other day in the entire office. Just basically sat out there and listened to the entire thing. Even guys that aren't wrestling fans. It's a good show. Probably going to have a name change if I had to guess in this entire thing, because there's no reason to do that, even though we had the pipeline set up and it made us our jobs much easier and able to get the show up much quicker. Uh, but it's a great show. Thank you for shouting it out, Mike. I appreciate you listening to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I figured I'd keep the Green Bay theme going with the calls. And I know... No, hey, you're going to get us in shit because we get tweets that we're just a Green Bay Packers show. What are you going to do? Well, then I have nothing, but thanks for the... (laughs) (laughs) That was a good call. AJ? AJ? Have you seen the amount of money that some teams are allowed to spend and other teams aren't allowed to spend because of rollover cap? Did you even know this existed? I had no idea this existed until today. I also didn't know what the floor of the salary cap meant. I had to text Lombardi. He said normally it's at like 75% of what the salary cap is, but now guys have to spend or teams have to spend 89% of the salary cap. Uh, rollover cap gives a lot of people a lot more room than everybody else. There's some teams in bad shape. So this is a very interesting salary contract like lesson for everybody about what's going on in the NFL behind the scenes. When everybody says it's a business, it's a business, it's a business. This is what the players meant all along. This is all about numbers right now. Moves are being made strictly because of capital. It's fascinating right now, AJ. 
Oh, it is. Yeah, the rollover cap. Like, I, I knew it was a thing. I just never really understood how they work it out, how how it happens. But think about like, when you think about how these teams try to get creative, get under the cap. It's crazy. Like the the voidable years they can put on the end of a deal, so they can spread out everything out. Like it's. Yeah, you have to be a math wizard, I feel like, if you want to be a cap guy for one of these teams. Yeah, and not the cap guys, by the way, they probably are math wizards. And then Uncle COVID comes through and they're all like, hey, this is, we got to win it this year because yeah. every contract we set up going forward was meant for a, you know, the curve that we were talking yeah. about with COVID. We, we thought that curve was going to continue to go. We are in trouble if that curve goes away. And they're like, well, took a lot less than two weeks. They halted that curve. <laughs> quickly with these finances yeah. mm-hmm. can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show the fact that you do we are eternally grateful tomorrow more massacre week more news more conversation more hopefully above average podcast for you to listen to the fact that you commit time out of your day to listen to us we are eternally grateful for if you're a friend of the show and you like the show Please tell a friend about the show. Say the Pat Maggie Show 2.0, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. If you don't like the show, we apologize. Hopefully we'll get better in one time. We'll see each other down the road or fuck off. Uh, big show coming tomorrow. Todd, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday night. Can't thank you enough. Cheers.